All right, welcome back. It is Tampa Bay Cop Talk. It is the third episode. We have gotten through October, heading into November. It's chilly outside. It is. It's so nice to have a break from the heat. Someone told me yesterday it's fat man weather. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because you can pack on and yeah, hibernate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That like and, it. you know, like... I was like know. a bear getting out of bed this morning. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> There's connotations to the word bear. I don't know if you want to get into that. Uh, well, but... I mean... <laughs> I would be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good, yeah. Off, off the back of last week's ending question uh, that Tom sent in, I guess it's appropriate. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're back. Third episode, Tampa Bay Cop Talk. Um, how's, how's life up in, in, in Tampa? That's been, good. Yeah. It's good. Been busy. Uh, we had a good turnout for the Arsenal game. At, uh, actually, both locations. I was at Pokey's beforehand because Mar- you know Mark and Rachel were there. Yeah. So, and I was going to be out of town the following week, so I had to go like see them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we unveiled the Mane banner. Oh yeah, that yeah. That's all. That was class. If you haven't so, seen that, it's on the Instagram. Yeah. Probably yeah. should throw up on the Facebook too. Yeah, I think we. I, well, I put it on the London Heights page, but I, we should. Yeah. Well, it'll be making more appearances. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. for the it's, United. It's not game. going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. good. I got into a debate about which way to roll the stakes. Do you go in? Do you go out? I wanted yeah. it to be like a scroll. And you yeah. just like unfold oh, it like and then that. it just appears. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But it did come out really good. I was really proud of it. So No, it looks class. We need a, now we, now we got to come up with a banner for yeah, the Christmas that's party. That's true that we can all, yeah, yeah. We'll maybe start, yeah. So well, we'll, we'll get there. to that. We'll yeah. get to the Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> how's, how's things over at Horse and Jockey? Good. The Arsenal, we had a good turnout. Uh, my sister was in town for that, so I didn't come over to Pokies to say hi to Mark and Rachel. Sorry, Mark and Rachel, if you're listening. Didn't you see them the week before? Yeah, they came out and uh, saw us. Their, their child is adorable. We'll get into that in a little oh, bit. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's cute. been good. We've been, we've been getting good turnouts. Uh we have our like our St. Pete regulars now, like forming, and, and we're all getting into the swing of things. Uh, the owners uh, understand who I am as a person, and we've come to a common ground. <laughs> 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 and yeah, we get the "You'll Never Walk Alone" going, singing. We got the speakers up, and we got yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time to be had. Yeah, we finally got the surround sound fixed at London Heights. Oh yeah, yeah. So now we'll be able to pump "You'll Never Walk Alone" before the game. <laughs> For the longest time, it was like you had to like unhook four chords, hook up these three. Do a math equation, oh, and good. then it would happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, good. I got that all sorted out. But yeah, so the the big news of of last month and in pub life was Mark and Rachel were in town. Yeah, no, it was good to see them. You know, I think everybody's trying to book up their place in London for these cheap Norwegian flights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's another route over. Yeah, they offered me as well to go stay with them, and I, you know, hey, you know what? Probably. I was like. Careful. Yeah, based on the budget <laughs> options available, like right. you are the lowest budget option. And I'm fly- we're flying into London, so it's not exactly a budget-friendly city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I appreciate all the all the attempts to, to lower my, my cost of living, so to speak, and go yeah. over there to watch Liverpool because it can be expensive. But uh, yeah, their, yeah. Their, their child is adorable. Oh, yeah. And I did everything it's I could so to instill Liverpool love into her heart oh yeah i let her play with my hat you know i sang songs to her try to get her Raptor chanting in the liverpool scarf I see mark you know? in my peripheral looking at me a little funny <laughs> like is this guy fucking serious eric had to deal with his manchester city bullshit and now <laughs> a bunch of yanks that i'd hardly know and this one especially who i wanted to punch before <laughs> it's probably better i didn't go for the arsenal game because it was one of those you know like we'll talk about it but yeah i could have ended up getting easily punched by mark <laughs> as as happened in the past, but you know they're having. Yeah, it was good to see him again. Um, miss him dearly. Yeah, uh, I yeah. miss having. Uh, I would miss having uh, a British couple that completely understands my insanity yeah. and, and doesn't really blink. Like second thought about it or blink. I like 
you know, I didn't know. I, I never had a problem with Arsenal anyways. Yeah. Like, they're not, like, of, of the other big clubs, like, I don't really have any beef with Arsenal. Yeah. They're fine. And then we knew them, and it just made Arsenal even more likable. Like, so I was always saying, like, if we didn't win the title but Arsenal did, I'd be like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it, I, obviously I want us yeah. before anybody, but, like, if we're not in it yeah. and Arsenal's in it. I'd Definitely like, not United. Yeah. Just, not Chelsea. Yeah. Not City not anymore. City. I'm sick of City. Like, just throw didn't... beer bottles at them because, yeah. you know, that's what they deserve. Spurs <laughs> would just be unbearable if they actually oh. won anything. They're bad oh. enough and they haven't won anything. Could and you they imagine? They haven't won anything since 2008. Listen to them. Yeah, I know. Could you imagine uh. if they actually won something? Oh, be the terrible. Exactly. Semifinal knockouts in the FA Cup and, you know, fifth, fourth place for eternity for Spurs. Forever. So then, like, you like legitimately, like, what, are we going to have Leicester City win the league every year? And no. that doesn't feel any better, to be honest. Like, not yeah, having a big team would, win it. That one was a missed opportunity. Exactly. It feels like, wow, we couldn't even beat Leicester City, you know? Like, so, like, so it has to be then Arsenal by default if it's not liverpool i guess yeah. yeah i'm like i'm okay with it fine whatever also it would be great to watch arsenal fan tv do the reversal That's over true. what it's been <laughs> can you imagine the can you imagine the blood fam count oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's blood i knew fam fam i knew venga out fam venga out fam i told you fam blood blood i said years ago years ago Unai Emery. It's a good impersonation, actually. Yeah, but so yeah, Mark and, Mark and Rachel came back, and they. And I do think they'll be making future trips. But, yeah, they're going to be back in January, I think. So that's cool. They uh, they caught us at a time when we were off our feet and got us back up and moving to the point where now we have three locations. So yeah, cheers to yeah. them. Yeah, they were big um, help. I said on to bigger club things. Before we get into the specific club news, uh, part of our fan questions or member questions, sorry, oh, yeah, yeah. that were sent in uh, by Manuel. Donis, uh, he asked specifically, can you tell us more about LFC Tampa membership benefits? I just became a member, and I am unfamiliar with the benefits, use of the cards, events, etc. All right. So in terms of benefits, like when you register, that gets you, obviously, you know, your scarf, whatever, which, by the way, we've ordered more of. If you haven't gotten yours, it's coming. Yeah. But um, it also gets you access to, so obviously... Well, laws over here in St. Pete have changed. You guys can start serving alcohol at 8 a.m. on yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah, any day, yeah, yeah. In Hillsborough, it's still 11 a.m. So what we have to do as like a 501c3 organization, we're allowed to throw like private parties. So basically the pub becomes a private party. And we have to close the doors to the general public, and you can only get in if you're a member. That's what I'd say. That's what you use your card for. The membership also gets you access to big events. Uh, Members-only events, our end-of-season party, our holiday party, which we'll be talking about. Uh, also, we, you know, we're kind of trying to diversify our events this year. So some of the charity fundraisers we hope to, hope to do will probably be members-only. So that's kind of like a rundown of the benefits. Uh, we're also talking with the bars. I mean, I know I am, and I know I think – We've had discussions with pokies in the past, and I was going to kind of encourage you to do the same with horse and jockey, but where, like, there's drinks that are only available to members. So it'd be like a shot special yeah, uh, or uh, whatever, uh, especially for, like, later in the day games when people are going to really drink. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, like, members-only benefits like that. Like, at London Heights, we also have a breakfast buffet. Yeah. So, like, on the early morning games when it's, like, you just want some coffee and breakfast – it's like a buffet that's only open to us. 
So just stuff like that. Also, uh, uh, you know, the, the daily specials that you do get with, with your card. Do you, do you have them up in the pub? Uh, well, they actually have quite an array of daily specials anyways. Okay. And I think Pokies is the same way. Like yeah. if you look at their happy hour offerings, which they generally extend to the games, yeah. it's a pretty good uh, like little list of yeah, okay. specials and whatnot. So we don't even bother because yeah. <laughs> you can just take advantage of those. But. Yeah, so at Horse and Jockey, you get the happy hour specials uh, regardless of time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, see? So there's different benefits at different bars, yeah. but there's some that are universal to all members. Uh, and then on top of that, as like, you know, an extra layer with the whole ticket request thing. Yeah, the ticket request process. I got to tell everybody out there. So, like, I was part of a group that submitted for nine tickets to Tottenham. We all got denied. Now, there's another group going for Chelsea. They got all their tickets. But I, in conversations with all the OLSCs around the country... I started to ask, like, you know, did anybody else get denied? No one got 100% of their tickets refilled because the ticket allocation is becoming super competitive. Apparently, 97% of the OLSCs around the world submitted for tickets in the spring. So with Liverpool doing so well, people really want to go to Anfield. I would expect that that process will get more competitive in the future. So start thinking, like, if you want to go in the fall, because it's already too late to submit for the spring, but if you want to go in the fall, you're going to need to put in a ticket request in July. That means you'll renew your membership. You have to be an LFC Tampa member and a member of LFC's official membership, which is either a light membership or a full membership. It can get you tickets to a match. So just something to keep in mind. If you want to go in the fall, be ready by July to decide which game you're going to go to. Uh, because it is getting more competitive. It's getting tougher to get tickets. Uh, we've never been, den- this is the first time we have ever been denied for tickets. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would that, be ready. That, was, that was my selling point. So, like, that's an update on the. Yeah. I would be like, yeah, you know, I've, I, cause when I've used it, I've two years in a row requested Man City at Anfield and got tickets on the cop both times. And I was like, I right, tell you, yeah. yeah, I got tickets to United on the cop yeah. last year, you know, and that's like I said, we've never been denied before. So that was something. New. Yeah, I think we I think Liverpool proper opened something like 12 new branches, like official mm-hmm. branches this year. Um, and yeah, so it's only going to get more and more competitive. So, yeah, you do have to think ahead. Um, maybe there'll be an update to that. At some if point. you can get a group, you know, you might have a better chance you might not i don't know and like start you know i would think of like maybe what you do is you submit for like two or three games yeah i was actually thinking about this like next time i do it i might submit for two or three games and then just pick one or hopefully i get one and if i get them all then i'll just like we can offer those up out to other people yeah you know what i mean like say hey listen up everybody we got two tickets to the burnley game yeah if you're interested in going let us know yeah but if not then you just give them back. Yeah, yeah. Not a big deal. The club yeah. will they'll fill the seats. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you if you haven't gotten tickets through this process and you've ever tried to get them just through the general sale, no, it's terrible. It's impossible. You wake up at like four in the morning, yeah. and the website crashes like fifteen times, and then like certain games. So for I wanted to go to maybe Tottenham or Chelsea, right? Yeah. Okay, those are only open 
if you've been to 13 or more games in the last four years. Well, I haven't done that. Yeah. And then if they're still not all sold out after that, they'll open it up to if you've been to five or more games in the last two years. Yeah. I still haven't done that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it like just I, it wouldn't even yeah. be eligible for me, you know? Yeah, you're usually left to try to buy hospitality tickets, which are a little more expensive. It's although, like Although bucks. I will say, having done it three times in my life at various different stages, it is a good time. Yeah. I mean, what? You get, to, you get to meet an LFC legend. You're up yeah. in the box. You know, well, no, I've like, the one the both times I've done it. Uh, so one time I sat in the corner, like right next to the cop on the bench side, two rows up. It was like back in the it was back in 2004 when I was still living there as a kid, and it was like the King Kenny room or something. And like they had like a, a banquet hall and they had free food and like the adults had free drink. And then I did yeah. it on on the opposite corner on the Annie on, on the Annie Road end. And it was like three rows up or whatever, but like there's different areas like where they sit you yeah. based on the hospitality, and sometimes you can get real up close, which is cool or whatever. But it's just a little more expensive because you are paying ahead of time for like the the food, the entertainment, uh, yeah. the drink or whatever. Um, that but I mean, like 250 bucks right now. I'm yeah, like, Ooh, it gets expensive, and then like that. your other option, which we highly, highly, uh, you couldn't like deter you more from using, is ticket touts. And yeah. they'll charge you like four hundred quid for a Liverpool match because and it may not even be legit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I and when you buy that. from them, ultimately you're rewarding that you know type of mentality, yeah. and you're you're taking that little economy exactly. Yeah. And you're hurting the local fan who's trying to get in as well. So we're all trying not to you know get spanked by the uh, middleman. So yeah. don't don't buy from ticket touts, okay? Um, but yeah, so that, those are all the benefits for the, the yeah, membership I that I can think of. Good rundown. We're working on other things, but you know, we're growing yeah. as a as a, a supporters club. So definitely, for now, that's what the benefits are. And so, yeah. let's should we talk about the said holiday party that your membership gets so, you access yes. to? Yes, uh, we are going to be doing a members only holiday party. Uh, it sounds like, and this is not official. We are waiting for confirmation as of what is a Saturday at eleven thirty eight. It's not totally official but we think it's going to work out we're going to do it at 81 bay brewing uh we had looked at other venues just the cost or like the logistics of it weren't real great but 81 bay brewing is actually in a really good location they have a nice room uh then like there's like games in the outside room so it'll be a lot of fun we're gonna do i think uh some catering and then make maybe open it up to be on like kind of a potluck yeah. So we'll get you the details on that. Be on the lookout for the email about that. But it is going to be the day before the Manchester United game. So it's going to be December 15th. I think we're looking at from 1 to 4 p.m. Uh, so just be ready for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you've never been to one of our holiday parties, we'll have some giveaways. We'll have um, oh maybe some live music. I don't know. We'll, yeah. I'm okay. a, we got to talk about that. Maybe a new piece of uh, artwork. Oh, I'm thinking about a Christmas banner. There you go. We got to get like a cheeky Christmas banner. I like that. Yeah. So I'm. 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 Afterwards, we'll kick around some ideas. Yeah. Because yeah, 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 I want to like make it a surprise for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be. It's going to be something super stupid. Oh yes. Very. <laughs> I was, all right. So I will say one idea I had. You know, like the stupid Christmas card family photos with like the dad behind the kids and they're all lined up and he yeah. like have Klopp standing oh, behind like. Van Dyke, you I know. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> like the Van Dyke, Milner, and Hendo looking all stupid. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could say "Merry Christmas, Everton." Yeah. 
<laughs> That's it. Go. There we go. Hey, the, especially the, if we win the Derby. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> if we win the Derby, knock on wood, right? right. Uh, but um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all on board with that. I like that. Let's make it Mimi. You know, I've been on I've been on the mean oh yeah, game. you've been the mean game. I've, I've been game. settling down a little bit. I'm trying to build proper expectations for the Instagram account because <laughs> I you know I was going full force. You there. were setting a very high <laughs> exactly. bar. I don't know how sustainable. Oh, it, it might I was be. Like, a, you're like a paid account. I might post it. This is like me trying it. So I don't. There's this old video of you know what crip walking is. Yes. All right, so there's like crib walking, right? And then I found this video of a bunch of bloods in California doing the blood walk, which is like their version of the crib walk. And then I put a lay, a lay, a lay over the top of it. And the caption is my brain cells during international. Break. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's going up after we <laughs> record this podcast. Oh, man. It's ridiculous. It's, you know, but I'm that's... ready for international break to be over. <laughs> this shit sucks. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, this is like a time we would be watching a match. We can't even get through like one week without Liverpool. You always think like, oh, good chance to take a breath. And like, you know, yeah. no. You, you think then the it, weekend comes, you're like, fuck this. Yeah, this is terrible. I just, oh, God, Nations I just, League, who cares? The USA got whooped yeah. by England. Just watch Northern Ireland and Bosnia. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. But yeah, I just watched the US get wailed on by yeah. England's B squad. Yeah, it was great. Well, at least Trent scored. At least Trent scored. There's that. But, you know, he scored on one of the teams he could have played for because I don't know if you knew that Trent had dual nationality. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he He's an American? He could have played for the uh, – some, like, backdoor, like, loophole that he could play for the U.S. team. Uh, I remember seeing an article somewhere and then talking about how we could like use – mom's him. auntie was Yeah, something Georgia. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. But um, <clears throat> I, to round out the, the news, should we talk about how we're going to attempt to – Oh, oh, well, we did have two more questions from Emmanuel on, like, uh, LFC Tampa things. Well, he did want to – he wouldn't have asked. So we'll just get into it about the what we knew about the uh, – Tarpon Springs. The Tarpon Springs Academy. Yeah, so LFC uh, has – it's uh, so Tarpon Springs and South Tampa, it's part of the same thing. It's uh, the West Florida LFC Academy. Uh, we do work with them sometimes. We've done, like, little fundraisers for them in the past. Uh, last season we sponsored – a kid we like basically gave him a scholarship i think it's like i can't remember how much money it was but uh we did end up getting a kid uh like a, a riot part partially paid yeah. season uh who was kind of struggling to afford it so that's something that we would probably i think we're definitely going to be looking to do again this year uh given the fact that our membership has about tripled this season uh we might be able to do a lot more yeah. so and uh, maybe just do like direct fundraisers for the kids you well, so, yeah, so we know it exists. We know it's there. Oh, yeah. So yeah. We, we do work with it sometimes. Um, it's been a little, at first, I think maybe, I don't know, the relationship was weird because I think maybe the expectation was we were going to be like this. We were going to be able to raise a lot of funds. And when yeah. we didn't have a lot of members showing up, it was kind of tough. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we were going through those ugly seasons. Yeah, right. <laughs> it gets a little bit more difficult. That's why you got to be a diehard and keep supporting. Yeah. For the kids. <laughs> it's for the kids. It's all for the kids. These are, <laughs> this is, this is, this is a charity that's worth it. But no, um, it's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be helping them out in the future. So be on the lookout yeah, so for we stuff know, about So that. Emmanuel, we know it's there. And we have done stuff with them in the past, and we are we have kicked around. I do remember from one of our meetings, yeah, kicked around the idea of of, of maybe doing a sponsoring a kid again for the season. Yeah. And then Emmanuel's last LFC Tampa specific question is: Where do you order your LFC and LFC Tampa Bay apparel? And he lists Anfield Shop, Soccer dot com, Amazon Club website. Well, I added Amazon and Club. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, the reason I did that was because okay, so you can get stuff on Amazon. Be careful. Yeah, it comes from China sometimes. Yeah. I wanted to let everybody know, just be, be on the lookout for that. You want to get, like, read the reviews. Yeah. Also, the club website. Remember, 
that that's going to be European sizes. Yeah. And that their large is like an American medium. Yes, it is. <laughs> so uh, We are a much bigger country. Yes. So our scale is much different. Because <laughs> when I was in the club store, I bought an XL of that Bob Paisley shirt I yeah. always wear. And that one fits okay. But I also bought one that had the original club crest on it from like 125 years ago. Yeah. And my tits look outrageous in that <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Because it is so tight in yeah. the chest. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I have like guns. And also the, the unfortunate <laughs> thing about that is when you get something from there that doesn't fit, you can't just send it back because yeah. it costs as much to buy it to send it back. Because DHL and yeah. it's like outrageously expensive, yeah. the shipping. So I'd be careful on that. I use a lot of times, I want to let soccer.com or um, is it soccer? Uh, World Soccer Shop. Yeah, World, World Soccer, Soccer Shop, Shop yeah. is the one that it's actually pretty good. And the sizes are like more for yeah. Americans. Anfield Shop is kind of new in the last couple of years that I started using it. It's out of Seattle. Uh, they are really good. Yeah. And they have all a lot the, of original stuff. Yeah, they have a lot of original stuff. And actually, so what's happening with our official gear? This is an update for everyone. Uh, if you haven't heard, our official gear now, LFC wants everyone in the country, all the OLFCs, to go through Anfield Shop, preferably. So we are having them at present. If you haven't looked at the T-shirts, like the OLSC T-shirts on their website, do that. They do some really cool ones for Michigan and Boston yeah. and San Francisco and all these other ones. So we are going to have them mock up uh, some Tampa Bay options for the T-shirt next year. And we'll see what they come up with if we like it. Like, we don't have to use them, but if we like what they do, we can. Yeah. And, yeah, so that yeah. they might become our official supplier of our merchandise. Yeah. In which case, you'd just be able to buy it on the shop. I do. I would say I got my Mo Salah uh, with the song on the back. Yeah. You know, I got that shirt from there, and it fits perfectly. It's a really nice material. Yeah, it's a really well made shirt. So Anfield Shop is definitely an option. I would use it. I personally like to buy stuff from uh, the Redman TV when they get oh, some you? stuff out. They have. I, they just make some funny shirts sometimes. Oh, they that do. Make me giggle, and I yeah. just. I just like to wear that type of stuff. Yeah. I have one with Klopp with these like ridiculous sunglasses photoshopped on, and he's all pixelated, and underneath it says "Turn from doubters to believers." Nice. Every time I wear it, people are like, "What is? What is that? Like, you're in Klopp. <laughs> Be right. a believer, lad." What I do like you mean? the one they did with the Bobby. Yeah, the one well, hand see, over that the was eye. that was like a, a collaboration they did with some other. Uh, okay, because I saw somebody yeah. else selling it last week. I thought did Redman and them like they act, that? I forgot what they're called, but they actually just followed our Instagram page. Cha ching, cha ching. Nice, like that, doing, nice. Doing, doing good work out there, networking and such. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's you know. The Anfield rap makes some T-shirts from time to time, I think, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. And <laughs> I heard it's like Gibbo and then whoever's hungover has to package it on Sunday mornings. <laughs> 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 At least that's what it sounds like from, their, from yeah, their shows. Yeah, good for them. So, yeah, I mean, but for like official, official stuff, yeah, the club shop is the best place, in my opinion, to get kits and stuff like that just to yeah. make sure. You can sometimes find them discounted on like World Soccer Shop or whatever like that. Um but yeah, the, the, those those are basically all your options, and yeah, we're in works with Anfield Shop on getting our own custom yeah. T-shirts and stuff like that. I think, right? Yeah, and if you do Amazon, like you can just when you find somebody that you trust, like remember that seller. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, there's actually a New Balance store in the West Shore Mall. Oh, really? And they sell Liverpool jerseys. I oh. got my away kit from the last year. Oh, really? I, my wife bought it for me uh, for my birthday this year. Was it any cheaper? Or? It was like 50 bucks. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was like, on clear. there was like two of them left and one of them was my size. Thank let's, God. Let's all go buy from there so they're forced to send even more Liverpool stuff over. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's a market for it here. They're like, <laughs> wow, actually a lot of people buy this shit. Well, did you see Florida? LFC's yeah, the favorite exactly. team of Florida. Yeah, so. well, it was 
far as like uniform purchases or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like jersey sales, yeah. The state is red. <laughs> and that's all we're doing. Just leave it at that. <laughs> Oh United, my, oh my. United asked for a recount. We said, fuck you. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> They're just jokes, folks. They're, They're just jokes. jokes. Anyways, to round out the Elf's Tampa Bay News, we are going to try to do our part to raise some money for Sean Cox's family because oh, if, yes, you, yes, yes. if you don't know who Sean Cox is, he an uh, Irish fan, went over for the semifinal first leg at Anfield, and a group of Roma fans kicked up a fuss, and he got stabbed, and it was, it was in a coma. He has since come out of said coma, and he's on the path to recovery. However... Very expensive medical bills. Yeah. I think rehab process is not cheap. Yeah, he's just moved to a rehab center and he has to, you know, pay for for the bills. Yeah, you know, it's not they're not giving away free medicine yet. So, uh, yes, I think they projected two million, but don't think about that number. We're thinking about how like, we're going to like. Try, how can we really? Yeah, help, we're know? trying to. We're thinking about fifty fifty raffles at the bigger games when there's more people, uh, and raising a fund. And seeing how much we can get together to donate to That's, them to help I mean, them get several by. Several players have already written like five thousand pounds. Well, checks. Klopp donated five thousand. Seamus yeah. Coleman donate, donated five thousand. Oh, yeah. uh, Roma just donated one hundred fifty thousand. The club itself donated, I think, two hundred. I think it was two hundred, two hundred, two hundred fifty. Yeah. Something like that. Um, they did a fundraiser outside the ground with the spirit of Shankly and a couple of like the food drive banks and like they did some type of split with the funds. Yeah. Jamie Carragher was involved with that. So you know, everyone's trying to do their part. So we're we're gonna try to do our part to, you know, help help uh, a fellow Guy just red went out. Go to a match. Yeah, exactly. You know? No, no one should go to a match and then have to, you know, pay for you know, ridiculous medical bills and go through this ridiculous process of yeah. getting his health back. Where so he practic- where he almost died. Yeah, I mean, come on. You know, in my opinion, you'll never walk alone means something. So yeah, let's make sure it let's keeps, show it. it. It continues to mean something. So we're gonna do some stuff in regards to that to help help the Cox family out. So yeah, that's about it for the the news and the the, the serious straightforward yeah, stuff. Tampa business. So now that that's been all all covered, let's uh, before we preview last month, let's let's talk about the the, the so called transfer window coming up. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Casey uh, asked a question, and Casey asked, uh, "Where is it right here? How will our January transfer window shake out?" Out. Yes, that's that's how. That's I don't. <laughs> we talked about this. Uh, it's going to be quiet in terms of anything coming in. Yeah. I can't imagine much happens. Uh, just out. What do we got for outs? We have, uh, well, you know who I think, not anybody's talking about it, but Origi might try to go. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Minule, if he can find somewhere. Yeah. The only thing with Minule going out for me is that. I'm not sure he'll be allowed. Yeah, exactly. That's the one thing is that, like, you know, if you could have manufactured a move in the summer before we got rid of Carius, maybe, but. Yeah. The, we don't have really have options. I, Keller's been in around the first team and, you know, has been getting, like, trips to Europe and stuff like that as a third option. And, you know, so far, like, Allison seems to be handling, like, playing almost every single game. Oh, pretty much every game. Um, and so barring some weird catastrophic freak injury or something to him. You I can't know, imagine him not playing pretty much every game. Yeah, well, we need a second keeper, so there's a chance, but I just don't see it because I think you need that solid option and then go next season, you can get rid of him and then bring in whoever your your second choice is. I think the only way is because it's what Nice and one other club are interested in. They'd have to offer a lot of money. Yeah. And if they came in with an offer that actually sees us make money on Minule, you'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Eh. If, if they were crazy <laughs> and they were like offered like a $25 million, yeah, I'd be, I'd like, be like, you, know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta take that. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
And, you know, kind of like, you know, how the, <laughs> he's not a first-teamer, but, you know, like the Dembele fee was Borussia Dortmund trying to price out Barcelona. Right. And they were like, oh, actually, we'll just pay it. And they're like, hey, well, whatever. If you're going to pay that much <laughs> money for this guy, you can have him. Um, so, yeah, like if you're going to pay a, enough money for Simon Mengele, like whatever, take him. Uh, you know, if, if he's care. your dream keeper. Um, <laughs> the thing that came out this morning, the as of Saturday, uh, recording yeah. this, is that Klein is probably looking to go out in – January or and in, in not in January. About yeah. Last time, yeah. Um, once again, for me, well, it, actually, we saw it play out over the last month. Um, we're like, you know, clearly, it's probably clear that Gomez and Tran are one, two right back options, and the fact that we have like Lovren and Matip back there, although he might, although he, he might tip, leave, yeah. The fact that we're that deep at center back means that if you do need like right back rotation between Trent and Joe, you can always just slide Joe over and then drop in Lovren or yeah. whoever as your center back. So in that case, like he hasn't got a single sniff. Maybe yeah, don't in this, forget we still have the Swiss Army knife that is James Milner. That's true. So I left would actually, or right back. Yeah, yeah. I guess Kleine wants to go and get regular time. Best of luck. Yeah, that's and fine. Probably in January, and in, in, in regards to fullbacks, you know, Rabo also looks like one of those players that apparently just doesn't really need a break that often. <laughs> it just we'll, doesn't tire. So, like, we'll see how much Alberto Moreno plays in in this Christmas period coming up. But it might be a case that he leaves in January because otherwise we're letting him go on a free. Well, and and there's all this rumors of this. Oh, what's his name? Adam. Um, Lewis, Adam yeah. Lewis, yeah. he's behind. You know, Klopp supposedly wants to bring him along, do the same thing he did with Trent. So, yeah, Moreno can go. Yeah, and it, and it's either we let him go at the end of the year for free, or we get like a fraction of a fee in January. You might as well we only get... paid like what eighteen for him? No, I think it was a little less than that. It was twelve and a half, if I remember correctly. So yeah. there you go. Like, yeah, you didn't pay a lot. You don't get a lot. It is what it is. Sometimes you have to lose money on players. It's unfortunate. You yeah, know, it happens. It happens. You know, might as well lessen the blow. If you let him go for free or get like a little bit of money out of it, you know, yeah, I'll take a little reallocate money. it wherever. Um, the only thing about in transfers, now that I think about it, um, is the, you've seen this Daniel Sturge news. You haven't seen the Daniel Sturge news. All right, well, here's the perfect time. Daniel Sturge is being charged by the FAA oh, yeah, 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 on yeah, gambling okay, charges. Okay, the gambling yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, yes. Um, uh, the the story is very interesting. <laughs> uh, it was bet, there was bets placed on where he would end up. Uh, last January, uh, in regards to transfers, and someone put a very hefty, I think it was 500000 on him going to Inter Milan. But he didn't go to Inter Milan, so it, it wasn't like a tip to help someone win. And he's I, the word on the street is he's claiming that he really didn't tell anyone to bet. He kind of just like was talking to friends and like, I think I'm going here or here. Um, uh, so we'll see because if he gets charged and he's you know sent to you know a suspension of any you know type of length, we might have to go and get a striking option. Um, I mean, Origi made like a five minute appearance against Red right. Star or whatever, and it's just like whatever. Yeah, Tom totally. Solanke hasn't been anywhere near the first yeah. team in quite some time. I mean, maybe Ryan Brewster, but yeah, there is, we don't yeah. know what's going to happen. He's there. just back into training, so yeah. he's got to play some with the youth team a little bit. And yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe second half of the year it's for him, but yeah, the, that, I, there's probably not going to be anyone coming in. I just can't see it. James and Pierce, sad news Pierce came out with an article <laughs> and was like, we're not signing anyone in January, yeah, guys. So, so just let it go now. Yeah, exactly. Read all the rumors that you want, you know, yeah. but just know it's going nowhere. Don't yeah. get your hopes up. It's all empty. Yeah, talk about it's all what ifs, basically. You know, yeah. imaginary hypotheticals. It's the English press having a good time, and just you know, just uh, as like a an added like because I just I saw this news as well from our last discussion on the transfer window with the Pulisic Jaden Sancho uh, debate. Jaden Sancho won Bundesliga Player of the Month last month. 
Uh, Apparently he stole it from someone because it's online voting and it was an absolute sham. And (laughs) someone wrote 40% of online voters are FIFA players anyways. So that's why Jaden Sancho won over some defender, I guess, that deserved to win. But yeah, Jaden Sancho's killing it. Maybe he is worth $105 million. But yeah, we're not signing anyone this January. Casey, we're probably not going to sign anyone, so just let it go. Don't get let your hopes go. up. Everyone, yeah, it's just going to be letting go players, basically. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Everybody out. Um, so yeah, now that that's done, let's just get into the nitty-gritty. The last month, the last month, let's let's give you the statistics, the results, in case you're under a rock. Huddersf- we started the runoff at last international break. Away to Huddersfield, we won 1-0. Then we hosted Bristol Belgrade at home in the Champions League and 1-4-0. Hosted Cardiff City at home and won 4-1. And conceding our first goal at Anfield in quite some time. Since uh, February. February? Yeah, since yeah. last February. Um, then we went to Arsenal and 1-2-1. But our linesman thought that we probably should draw. And we drew 1-1. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit. And then, of course, we went to Red Star and got the breaks beaten off of us and oh, just eaten alive just... by aforementioned and warned about atmosphere. That was just gutting. 2-0 away to Red Star to make the Champions League interesting, as Liverpool always you know, gotta strives do. to do. You just got to do um, it. And then, of course, we beat Fulham at home 2-0. Could have you know made it more. Uh, the Champions League table, Napoli at top. Uh, head on head to head, six points. Liverpool second, six points, and the qualifying position still. So breathe. Yeah. PSG in third with five points, and Red Star in fourth with four. It is, I think, the only group remaining where all the teams can qualify. Yes, it is. Um, so there's that. You know, there's excitement's good news galore, and there's bad news. <laughs> Anyways, before we get into that, Premier League table, if you have, if you don't know, City with 32 points, Liverpool 30 points, Chelsea 28 points, Spurs 27, and Arsenal down in fifth, 24. Uh, last year we had 22 points at this point, and we're, uh, we're eight points, so we're, yeah, eight points we're ahead eight points of, adri- yeah. Or yeah. we're eight points away where we were then. We were yeah. well adrift of City at this point. Yeah. So it's the first time ever in the prem- in the English league history that three teams have been undefeated at this point in the season. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. <laughs> We're just having a crazy. <laughs> I saw this crazy stat. It was like uh, against like the top five teams against teams that aren't in the top five. Yeah. have dropped a total of two points. And it was really like it's so top heavy. Like no, no, the what? top five are just like in their own world, and everybody else is basically shit. That has to be four. It has to be four <laughs> points. It has to be. Well, you know, City hadn't played, or no, that, that wouldn't make a difference, anyways. Yeah, it's so, it was it's they dropped because City dropped two to Wolves and Chelsea dropped two. to That hadn't happened. West Ham. Oh, okay, okay, so, okay. Yeah, okay, that okay. was before that week. It was I think it was going into that weekend. Okay. Well, they're still like probably whooping everyone. You know, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, no, it's it's very top heavy <clears throat> this year. The, the whole league. So. Yeah. So yeah, are you satisfied, Dave? Um. Okay, look, going into that run, we said, what, win all the other games and draw at Arsenal? Yeah. And aside from that abomination at Red, Red Star, Star, yeah, we did that. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I am pretty happy. I, I think going up at the Emirates and then having it taken away, I think, you know, maybe kind of clouded our reasoning about that result. Yeah. Because a draw away at Arsenal is not a bad result. I'll take yeah. that most times. And they are a very good team right now. They look sharp. And they, the way they played in that second half, you know, you could argue, some might argue that they deserved more from the game themselves. So, yeah. you know, I, I thought we were the better team in the first half. If Virgil maybe just sticks his head through that one instead of trying to bring it down on his chest yeah. and then be cute. Yeah. But all in all, uh, I would have to say, like, I am pretty satisfied. Just, yeah, the Champions League is going to be interesting. Yeah. 
There's good, like I said, good news and bad news. Yeah. There. The good news, you beat Napoli by more than two goals, you're in. Yeah. The bad well, news is that team can come and park the bus and yeah. get a draw, and then basically, if they beat Red Star, they're gold, and you have to win at PSG. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about like previewing that or whatever, but yeah, we're. We're in the key spots, and we still control our destiny in the Champions League. In the Premier League, we're having our best start ever. So if you're not satisfied about how the league started, yeah. there's something just wrong with you. Yeah, 30 points from 36. And our only drop points are the teams in the top five, speaking to that stat that you said earlier. we beating the teams. Like, it's it's been always the case where it's like, you know, Liverpool like, is beating everyone at the top of the table and then drawing or losing to teams that they should beat. Yeah, and we're not doing that now. And like, yeah, that's like, we were improving in that aspect. You know, going away to Arsenal, even though we've been doing pretty decent job in, in the past seasons of, of at least getting points there, and the, I think we're undefeated in the last three games at the Emirates, which is like a crazy span for yeah. us going away to Arsenal as far as like an un- unbeaten run. Um, we won that game, like to be like legitimately, really, like mean, we really did. And you know, okay, well, it happened we early on, and we should have put more away, et cetera, et cetera. And we wasted our chances. I don't want to hear it because he was clearly on side. And one nil in the in the twentieth minute or whatever it was is way different than one nil later on in the game. game. Changes, and, the yeah. Game. They're opening up, and you know, we'll get another crack at them soon enough. Because as, as always, the for some reason <laughs> we just get Arsenal like in the span of a two month period <laughs> and get it over with, and then it's like, oh, we don't play Arsenal again. But um, yeah. I the the key thing like the the thing that showed about the like Arsenal draw for like our improvement was you know, we had a we had one full kit wanker too it was outrageous Arsenal fan at the pub <laughs> he had the, the home kit on and then like these away pants that were like orange outlined and it's full kit wanker I was just wow. there was some scousers there too and they looked at me when they walked in and I was like mm, full kit right and they were like <laughs> you know like yeah we know that that saying finishes don't finish the saying right. Uh, <laughs> And so, like, he was like, the full final whistle goes, and he puts his fists in the air, and he's and he lets out an audible yes. And in my head, at first, I was like, "You tit!" And then I was oh, like, yeah. "Wait a second, there's an Arsenal fan celebrating a last gasp draw against Liverpool at home, like that's it was this miraculous." That's, that's a statement. That tells that tells you all you need to know about where we're at. First of all, for, how other people see yeah, us. exactly. And you, there's the argument to be made that the last two seasons were spent getting past Arsenal so we can start focusing on City. Yeah. And that's a clear indication that we are past Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and that having a feeling of being disappointed at going away and drawing at a big side, I'd rather have that feeling than being like, you know, like, oh, fuck, it's, you know, we escaped with a draw there, you know? And it's like a real disappointment. And look, if you if you drop points to the top you know, other top five teams you you draw every single one of them right you get eight points there, and then you have you know, um, you have your thirty other games you get ninety points there and you finish the yeah. season with ninety eight points you usually win the league it might be the case in this season that you don't but ninety eight points is a ridiculous you know if you draw the top teams home and away it doesn't matter if you post ninety points and lose the title like. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what do exactly. you want? What yeah. do you want? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. The Red Star result right at, immediately afterwards, it was like doom and gloom. But then given that... I was... Uh, I was... What's the word? Apoplectic. Like, yeah. It was bad. No, and you sent me like, a text fuck. like, implode this team. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's the worst performance. Because it was. It was the worst performance I've seen from them in like a calendar year. Like no one looked interested. No, yeah, it was terrible. They couldn't handle that big pit. We got to. Yeah, they the got. Okay. <laughs> in the new training ground. All right. 
build one pitch that's the full 120 by 80, and for these games, train on yeah, it. Yeah, right. Because they cannot handle it. No, we can't. We get all stretched out. I really think we got to play a different formation. The 4-3-3 gets just pulled all over the place. We yeah. can't do a big pitch. It's, it's, it's a weird one because um, I think what Klopp has decided to do is, like, on the attacking side, like, everyone is spread out. Like you have your you have Salah on one wing and you have Mane in the other and you drop your your striker at the halfway line and you have them all spread out. But on the defensive side, you try to sit narrow and force them down the wings and like win headers out and then play those balls out wide. You know, yeah. try to draw their wing players up. But we just haven't we can't figure it out and we have the shittest luck. And like yeah. in the Napoli game, we just our attack couldn't just we just couldn't string it together. And then the unfortunate thing that happens is that we concede like this corner kick goal and Van Dyke was upset afterwards because. There was some like weird blocking off going on, like in the yeah. box by the. Well, it's 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 a corner. Kick. And then like from that point on, we're just trying to, we're trying too hard to like play around all their players and get in, and like they just packed it in and, and like. But yeah, the big pitch it just gives us fits because our system is so dependent upon manipulating space and closing down. And even when we play the ball at Anfield, it's these quick passes. Yeah, one pass. Out, out of defense, one pass into the midfield, and then one pass into attack. You play on these massive pitches, it's like three passes to get the halfway line, <laughs> and now you're at Mo Salah, and there's no one in front of him, and he's just yeah. got to take the space and like run with it. And so in that sense, like we're fortunate that we've got two of those massive pitches out of the way. Yeah. I haven't looked at the Park to Princess yet because I don't want to worry about it. Because ever, ever since I thought about Could it, be a must win game and I was like, like oh. how much bigger is the Napoli pitch? And then going into the Red Star game, I wrote in the blog, like, how much bigger is the Red Star pitch? And I was like, hold, it's bigger than the <laughs> Napoli pitch? Massive. So who knows how big the fucking Park de Princess is? And uh, I really don't. It, I don't want that game to matter that much. We yeah, need to right. go out and whack Napoli like four nil at home, and we're gold. Yeah. So yeah, winning at home. So yeah, satisfaction. Yeah, pretty satisfied. I'm pretty um, satisfied. Yeah. I can't. We can't complain. Like you're still, like you said, still in control of yeah. our destiny. What more do you want? The end of the day, yes, we could have had better results here or there, but like that Red Star game, that guy burying that one from like thirty yards. Yeah. Like, right. That it's, guy's never yeah. done that before. <laughs> and like Allison gets a hand to it, and it comes between like the two defenders' legs. They should have done better. Yeah, it was it, like all that, everything surrounding that was just ridiculous. And like that will be like the highlight of all the, the people that were in that stadium's life. And that guy will never, never get past that moment in his life. Like that is his crowning no, that's, achievement. That's the pinnacle. Yeah, right. So that might like, get him a different contract somewhere else. It happens every so often. <laughs> like you just, you know, like English teams can't win in Greece. You know, shit like yeah. that. Like, it's just weird places you go, yeah. and it's just difficult. I mean, that's a tough place to go, Red Star. Yeah. I mean, that's... We said it from the beginning, from the draw, and then, you know, previewing it. So, I mean, losing away to Europe is not the end of the world. Isn't, uh, does, does, yeah, PSG goes there next. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, you yeah, never know. What if that yeah. ends in a draw? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah it, it could, there's still a million ways to shake out. The thing is, is that if out. we go undefeated, if we go undefeated, we're qualified. And there's a chance that we only have to focus, like you said, focus on the Napoli game and just win by two goals or yeah. score two goals against Napoli, and and you're through. Yeah. And so like the the fact that we still control our destiny and in the league we're undefeated and we're only two points back and we're heading into the intense period, you know. And also, you know, we got to see Fabinho finally come in. Yeah. He's looked. He's been a mixed bag. Still too slow. Um, I think there's a question about that down there. Maybe, yeah, there should we is. save it or should we just throw it in here now? No, let's just throw it in. Who, who Somebody asked about Fabinho. Yeah, hold on. Let me find the questions. Uh, yeah, Tyler Goosen asks, has Fabinho played to the level which you thought he would when, he si- when we signed him and would you keep starting him? 
So his level is as far as he played. You know, last the last month he finally got on the pitch and started making some contributions. His stats have been, you know, something to get excited about because he is winning like an outrageous number of duels. Yeah, he's good defensively. Yeah. Um, is it up to the level that you expected? No. No. He's still slow, and it's still he's that French slow. league to Premier League like transition. He's yeah. just still like a little bit off the pace. And when we play those quality opponents, you can see that he's not. Up Ready to speed, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like the, the Arsenal game was clear. Like, he just kept getting caught in possession. And, like, yeah. you know, when he should have played a pass quickly, he took an extra touch, and it allowed the defender to get a, a 50-50 challenge on the pass, and it would just go awry. But as far as, like, you know, defending and, and winning tackles and stuff like that, he has been pretty class. So it's a mixed bag. Yeah. It's his first six months at a new club at a completely different league that's a completely different level than he's used it's to. It's been interesting to see Klopp's reaction to his play at times. Yeah. Uh, was, was it? I remember what game it was, but the one where he was just screaming at him like, "Move up!" <laughs> so telling him to get was, his butt. I think it was the, the Arsenal. Pitch. I think it was the yeah. Arsenal game. But and like Van Dyke is basically like shoving him out, like get yeah, out of here, yeah, yeah. Because he was sitting so deep and he just couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. But yeah, like he'll he'll come around eventually. It's just it's going to take a little bit longer than I think all of us planned. Yeah. As far as starting him, and we'll you know look at that as as the next month comes up. But there's definitely there's going to be a lot of matches coming up, so we're definitely going to need all hands on decks. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get plenty of game time, and if if it takes, you know, maybe Hendo stepping in for some of the bigger opponents. Like I'm not sure about Fabinho against, like, Everton, let's say. No, I think, yeah, uh, you have your English midfield, like your proper English Premier League midfield, yeah. and he's not a part of that, really. No. And, like, you maybe play, like, these lower sides at home, and, like, yeah, okay, you throw him out there or whatever, yeah, yeah. And, or but even away and mix him in. Against Everton, like, that's like a blood and guts game. So. Yeah, you need someone with experience. No, and I'm not sure he's ready for yeah, that. Yeah, you can handle that or whatever. So, yeah, he'll he'll definitely be getting starts because you don't spend $50 million on someone and then give up after, you know... A month of play, no, basically. No, no, not at all. And like you said, there's plenty of matches to play. Yeah, he'll be out there. Yeah, I'm not. Actually, he should play against PSG because he's experienced. Um, he might. There's, he's got. There's a shout for that. Yeah, he, he might just w- wiggle his way in there. Um, the 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 guy that has been blowing away probably everyone's expectations, mm. and is be quickly, in my opinion, becoming a key player, is Big Shaq. Man's yeah. not hot. Take yeah. off the jacket. Man's not hot. <laughs> Ham thighs. Yeah, right? <laughs> Goodness gracious. What a man. What a just first of all, his stature, his build, everything about him, just what is he's like a what are those like fiats, those box fiats? <laughs> That's what he is. It's just from the middle of the continent of Europe and he's just a box and reliable and just gets the job done. Yeah. Nothing. No, I, he's been fantastic. I actually think our best lineup has him in it. Yeah. We'll, maybe we'll get to that. But yeah, uh, him off the wing, him behind the striker. I don't really care. Just he's looked get him good on the field. Yeah, he's looked good when he's come in. Uh, he's involved in fifty percent of Liverpool's goals uh, so far, and the wow. games that he's playing in. That. Yeah, and the games he's playing in, he's involved in fifty percent of the goals. So when he's on the field, he's like the guy creating. That's no joke. Um, the pass that he played against Huddersfield into Mo Salah mm. was incredible and the perfectly weighted pass. It was just a thing of beauty. Uh, he and he came- has the finish against uh, Fulham. Yeah, right. He scored. That was yeah, one touch out of the sky and, and mm-hmm. finished it. He's getting goals. He's getting assists. Um, he had his first goal for LC during this run too. Was uh, the four one? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And his yeah well yeah yeah uh, against Cardiff yeah, yeah yeah when he came on and he dribbled through the the box and beat yeah. all the, and was like a slick one too with Mo which is like a legitimately something that we have been missing a little bit is those quick little passes yeah. to break through those lines him and Mo that could be a dangerous combo they've been or, starting to figure it out and yeah. you know like 
I think uh, like Klopp betted him in against Southampton, and he's kind of been working him in sparingly. And then I think the last month, Shakiri kind of threw down the gauntlet and was like, mm, actually, I kind of deserve a starting spot, and you should give me consideration in, in working the system around me, if that's the case. Um, I don't know if he's ready to play like a six yet uh, or an eight. Not a six, an eight, I mean, or an eight or a ten. Or and 10. like be like. I part- think he could slide into a ten role, but... Should we just go ahead and have this conversation? Yeah, What's the it. best formation? I'd so yeah, because you know the other thing we've that's, been debating. Yeah, this. out of so the other thing that's come out of the month is like the tactical flexibility of Jurgen Klopp. Uh, whereas before, it's kind of been this idea that he isn't very tactically flexible. This season, he's shown that from game to game, he's just he, he's willing to go four three three to four two three, and it doesn't really matter. I think that our best formation in seventy five percent of our games is going to be a four two three one. I 100% agree. Yeah. And I liked what well, I like what we've done with the 433. It's been great, but I also think that this year if you look at that front 3, one of the reasons they've not been firing on the same level and creating quite as many chances, there's been too much distance between them. Like yeah. last year they were playing really tight, quick passes, like we mentioned the one twos. Yeah. Like Bobby was freaking everywhere. Yeah. That's not been the case this year. He's been they've all kind of been drifting off into different spaces. And I think that this happens. It's kind of a natural thing as you settle into a formation, as you settle into a way of playing, players start to kind of experiment and see what they can do, kind of drift off and do their own thing. And sometimes you need to just change it tactically to get everybody back in line. Yeah. I think we're kinda of at that place. Also, I think you've got to have Shakiri in your best eleven. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, is that four, two, three, one. Yeah. And whether it's Genie and uh, Fabinho in the two holding roles, or maybe it's Hendo and Genie, maybe it's Hendo and Fabinho. You have all these options. But I think we've talked about this, where you pull Bobby back into the 10, yeah. put Mo up top, Shakiri on the right, and Mane on the left as like an attacking yeah. quadrant. Yeah, yeah quartet. Yeah, yeah, quartet. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking for. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I got you. My vocab. Q, Q will be making an appearance well, later on in the I show. Was, I was like, we, I, I, this I, I, show is sponsored by the letter Q. <laughs> Like my Q vocabulary. I got to get it warmed up here. Exactly. That's why I had to go get coffee. And I was briefly reading the dictionary Q section. Yeah. So yeah, that, as a quartet, as a quartet, Shakiri, Mane, those Salah, four are yeah. solid. That really is probably our best attacking formation because with the back four and the shape that they're in, if you put two holders in there with Van Dyke and Gomez, and you let Trent and Rabo run down the wings. I mean, we're just we're gonna give people fits. Yeah, you know. Plus, in my opinion, uh, Bobby Firmino is best when he's like sneaking up on the opposition, mm-hmm. and when he's up there as a nine, he kind of he, he drops in a little bit to the midfield and helps out defensively, but he never really ends up in our half doing a lot of defensive work. And we kind of need him right now. Yeah, when he, we need his pressure yeah. in that middle of that. That space. And, he, and he's better served, like you know, like you know, sneaking up behind the players when they're not really expecting the pressure from behind them because they yeah. have this idea that the strikers are all behind them, and so like having him sneak up, like in the in just our side of the half and winning those balls back and creating those counter opportunities, I think he's better served in the ten. He hasn't looked as good yet in the ten, and I think that's partially because he's been playing this nine position. Because yeah. when we signed him, he was a ten. He was yeah. an attacking midfielder, exactly. and then Klopp comes in and goes, "Well, now you're a striker." And yeah. you're kind of going to be playing like an attacking midfielder ward. And then he pops in 27 goals. Yeah, and exactly. Everybody's like, oh, he's a striker. But he's still not 
So I think once he gets his feet like adapted to playing the ten again, and it might he, him and Shakiri combining in those little spaces behind Mo, and you will allow Mane to kind of start shifting over because that's the other thing about it is it's very fluid up there. Yeah. And every single one of those players legitimately is comfortable in any one of those four positions. Right. Like Mane has started on the right wing for us, and he's played the left wing, and there's a case for him even to be playing the ten. There was a possibility. Bobby Firmino's been shifted out the wing before. Shakiri can play either wing. He plays the ten for Switzerland. Mo is comfortable. <laughs> either wing and up as a striker maybe right. not so much as a 10 but like then you get that flexibility where players are moving around you can't just man mark a guy with one player no and it becomes you, but you force them to become zonal yeah. which forces them to communicate at a very high level yeah and it's just a hard thing to sustain for 90 minutes the merits of the 4-3-3 and i think we'll like 100 see a 4-3-3 against napoli is you you're a lot more like a lot of our best work last year was done counterattacking. Yeah. And it's like, a setup built yeah, for that. You, you, and it's it, speed. And like the keyword is setup is that you're like you're inviting the other team to come into your system and you push those like center midfielders out and then you like invite them to play into the middle and then you win that ball there and encounter. And I think against certain teams, like the bigger teams that are going to be attacking a little bit more, you setup. don't want to be that open up front. You want to kind of invite them in a little bit and then hit them on the counter. Yeah. Um, because like to, to work into one of our other talking points or like that I had listed on the agenda was like, you know, we have this new defensive stoutness. And because of that, because we're so good at the back, we're winning the ball in these positions. Yeah. That We've got two of the fastest center backs in the world. Yeah, <laughs> that don't set us up for counterattacks. Like, they don't allow us to do that. Yeah. Because we're not winning the ball at the edge of our box anymore. And, like, we're not allowing shots on our we're winning keeper. winning it in the midfield. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're winning it higher up the pitch. And so there isn't those opportunities for countering attacks. But, you know, in the games where you can legitimately see, like, okay, there's probably going to be a few, they're going to have a few, like, PSG and, like, yeah. Napoli, there's going to be a few chances here. You probably want to set up it where you have more of that cover out on the wings or whatever, and you have more of those, you know, midfielders in there to play those quick balls and get it out for the counterattack. So there's merits to both. I just like the fact that we're we're not beholden to one to system. one setup, yeah. And, like, Klopp's kind of learned his lesson from past seasons where, like, I can't just be stubborn and force myself to play this one type of system the whole time. Um, it's been cases, too, to be fair, where, like, he's come in and the personnel available to him, he has to play a certain system. When he first came in, he was playing the four-two-three-one because it kind of had to. Mm -hmm. And then when he got Mane, Salah together, he's like, actually, I probably should play two wingers now, four-three-three. And it might be a case because at Dortmund, it was the first system that we are going to move towards eventually the day where we are set up mainly to play a four-two-three-one. Um, and it is our preferred system. But for now, I think we're kind of like caught in the middle of that transition and we're able to play both, which I think, you know, is good to have in your arsenal, an yeah. ability to play a bunch well, of different systems. The, thing I like, the other thing I like about the four-two-three-one is it allows Mo the freedom to move kind of side to side and combine with any one of those guys. So yeah. it's it's getting back to where the, he's playing closer to everybody else. And that's really when he's at his best because he can play like those quick one-two kind of things, make runs in behind. And there's actually an argument to be made where he's probably the guy you want up top because I would argue that the other three are all better passers. Yeah. If you just look at their ability to, to pass the ball into space or put the right weight on it, that kind of thing. The other three are all probably better than that at him, but who's better than him at running onto it? Yeah. Like he's probably the best at that. So I would say that, I actually like the four two three one, especially against these teams that are going to try to bet in. You need yeah. as much movement as you can. You need to have as much tight, quick passing, yeah. break them down like that. Yeah, that's the growth growth of Klopp right there. Is that we would go into those games against teams that we knew were going to park the bus, play the four three three, 
try to just morph it a little bit rather than just changing up the formation. Yeah. And he's realized, like, you know what? It's okay to change. Yeah, it. whatever. Like we, you know, it's that's part of like kind of growing as a as a club with a manager is like the further along you get, the more and more you can add onto the book of knowledge that you're learning from that particular manager. So here's manager. the question I have. Yeah. If we go with a four two three one, where does Kata fit into all this? Um. So yes, but that's that's interesting. He could probably play the ten at some point. He could. Um. I he think he could slide in a, uh, with a defensive midfielder, especially if you're playing like a Fulham. Yeah. And you just let him go a little bit. Yeah. Play like an eight. I think. Well, so what happens with that formation uh, when we go forward? Um. Because you had the you're the two sitting midfielders when you're defending, but for the most part, when you're going forward, your center backs spread out, your wing backs fly up. If it's Genie in there, if it's Fabinho or Hendo, they drop in between the center backs, and then you have that ability to allow that other the other one in the two to like go forward more. Fabinho was doing it when he was uh, playing against Red Star, and he was doing it when we played against Arsenal, like releasing forward, and Genie was staying back. So it's kind of fluid in that, like it's all very fluid when, when you're with Klopp. It's just the way he is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Keita fits in with that six because you're probably going to use him in those games against teams that are going to park the bus and not go forward much, so you don't really need him to do that much defensive work. He's capable enough to do the necessary defensive work. Even in the 4-3-3, he has to play that same kind of positioning as part of He's not the 6, he's the 8, and he still has to cover that right wing or that left wing when he's dropping back in. So it's not adding really much to like his tasks of things to do. Yeah. But like you'll probably see him like you want to be like if you want to be a little more cautious because you got to respect them going like the team you're playing going forward a little more than say a Cardiff City or like you know where they like Glenn Murray up front and they're just gonna hoof the ball up. I don't know if you're playing like Leicester, they were playing, they were playing a right back up front. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're playing Leicester, right? So you're playing Leicester City, who has Jamie Vardy in the counter. You're like, I Kata, this isn't the match for you. But you're playing Cardiff City. You're playing a four two three one. You're like, I Kata can play that other six because he's yeah. mainly gonna be going forward. Yeah, and you need that extra. And you know he'll do the work. Yeah. Back. I don't question his work ethic. I yeah. Just, you know. Um, so, yeah. And, and, like, you know, he's, he, I, I was trying, I'm trying to bridge the gap here and, like, make a, like, a segue with using Kata and well, talking I, about. I was going to give you a segue. Okay. Actually. Okay. Go for it. You talked about our defensive stoutness, and there's a, the next po- talking point is the boring life of Allison Becker, <laughs> yeah. which it is pretty boring, but I would argue that it's, you know, that defensive stoutness. It really comes down, and I saw it in the Arsenal game more than any other game, I think. It's just this conscious, like, cautiousness yeah. to our play. And I noticed it with Genie in that game. There were several times where I see him come forward, he picks up the ball, he plays a pass, and then years prior, like last year, he continues, so he plays the pass, and then he makes a run. Like, he continues yeah. going forward. And it was one of the reasons, we would always have all these bodies going forward, and everybody, there was a million people for them to mark, and it was just craziness for their defenders. Yeah. Whereas this year, it's been more of a conscious, like, play it forward, and then I've watched Genie kind of slide back yeah. and play deeper. Yeah. And him and Fabinho were kind of doing the same thing, win it, and then don't go forward. Yeah. And, but what that's done is, is when they, if we lose the ball, there's not really much place for them to counter. Yeah, true. We're just packed in there. Yeah. Not, yeah, we're packed in there. And then you've got two of the best defenders in the country right now behind them. Yeah. And then two really active right, fullbacks. So it just made it really hard for anybody to move. Like for Arsenal, particularly in the first half, I felt like just once they get into our half, it's like, what do we do now? Yeah. 
and yeah, creates a very boring yeah, existence. Al- yeah, Alistair Becker, he hasn't had much to do. Like, he's made a couple key saves earlier on in the season, but since then, I mean, like, we've let in a few goals, but uh, it's really hard to say that any of them were really his fault. Nah. And, like, you had in the case, like, of the City game and this Chelsea game where he does actually make a couple of, of good saves, but kind of, like, since then, it's it's really Not been a whole boring. Lot going on. Yeah, like, okay, there's arguments to be made that he could have done better at the Red Star, his second goal. I, I don't really. I, want- that's a cracking shot. Man, I don't want to hear it because, like, you know, first of all, like, it's on the center backs dropping and dropping and dropping, yeah. and like, yeah. no, not one of them, like, not Van Dyke going, like, hey, press, or like, Joel That's, going, yeah, Van Dyke and, press. and Matip is just dropping, dropping. Yeah. I'm like, one go to them. him, yeah, one of them, just one I of was you screaming at the TV, yeah, because I, I don't like Matip anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's rumors he could go to Ful- that yeah. he's gonna go to Fulham or something. Yeah. I'm like, get out. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'd rather see Nat Phillips go for it because so, he's so soft. Oh, I'd he's s- softy. He is. He is a big lad, and he's a little gangly. more than he yeah. probably should put a little, <laughs> put a little muscle on, and like muscle up some people out of the way or whatever. Yeah. A bit too finesse for his size, you know. Yeah. He like drops off that guy and tries to block no, yeah. that shot. I'm so, like, come on, man. For for me in that instance, like I'm not gonna blame the goalkeeper for that shit because no. like that was, that was a really good shot. It comes between two bodies. He gets his hand to it. So is it? Yeah, okay. He could have been a little bit faster. And the other thing that people are complaining about is he went with his top arm rather than his bottom arm. And oh, the. Re- was lessened because he went he saved with the wrong hand. Listen, I'm trying to get technical, listen, like you're a professional. Yeah, most of you've never played keeper, first of all. <laughs> other than like you're no club sport team and you stand in the goal and you and you don't move two feet left yeah. and right and you have no idea what you're doing. Uh, you but just sometimes dive at it. the ball comes really fast and you don't have enough time to react and you just throw one of your limbs at it and you miss and it's not proper form, but you had to do it in the yeah. spur of the moment. So you give the ladder break. It's a reaction. Yeah. That's why they call it a reaction save. Yeah, he's a little further <laughs> along in his career than the rest of you. So you yeah. know he's it, doing just fine. He's and, and he's, you know, come out this international break and talked about how, you know, um, um, the fees kind of put a little bit of pressure on him, but he he understands that he has to play to a certain level, and he's trying to reach that level of I love perfection. His yeah, he's, I love he's his got a great attitude, and so but yeah, his life has been very boring, and it's better that way. Yeah, the it's, ladies love him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he plays guitar. He wears a he wears a, he wears his cowboy hat, and he and he and he plays the guitar right, pretty so pretty good. He's got that rosacea thing going yeah, right. on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, give the guy a break. I mean, he's been excellent. And in both, what, the Cardiff game, he made a really nice slave. Like, like, the goal in that game is just bad luck. Yeah, it was shit. It's just, like, yeah. it's come off somebody, he's come for it, but then he's just stuck in that no-man's land area. And it gets poked, and, and it into gets it poked. between his legs, like, okay, yeah, it's a nutmeg. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it was just bad luck. Like, that play should have never happened, and Van Dyke was pissed about it because yeah. he felt responsible for it. Yeah. But I'm like... It's just one of the, like, you play the game long enough, these, like, little bounces, they're going to happen. Yeah, and the key thing is that we're, like, not conceding those goals, like, every weekend. No, we were two yeah. years ago. Yeah, even Three last year ago. we were doing even, it. Yeah, to an extent, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about Tejan Lovren trying to head the ball back to the keeper <laughs> against Crystal Palace, and yeah. it's a perfect pass to the aforementioned Glenn fucking Murray. <laughs> And he just buries it and wheels away like, oh, I'm, f- I'm brilliant. I'm Glenn yeah. Murray. I can get back on back passes and score one-on-one. Right. And then he goes up. Well, to be fair, Lovren did go up the other end and score a goal with his head. Or, or Watford 3-3 on the opening day. Yeah, you look exactly. at some of those goals and you're like, come on, yeah, man. Exactly. Here we go again. Yeah, we're, we like against again. Arsenal, we like conceded like a world-class goal. 
the red star the red star goal was a belter yeah uh the second one the first one is you know set piece those are kind of like what it happens sometimes. yeah that's on the defense you know so it's not yeah. on the goalkeeper and uh, you know the cardiff city one was like blunder yeah just dumb luck for and them. so those are all the goals that we can see the last month and is there anything to be said about what allison becker could have done better in those situations I mean, you can, but you're a twat. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's not much to say. There's really not much to say. Oh, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have come out on Lacazette. What do you want him to just have a free one-on-one shot on his favorite left foot? He right. comes out, closes down the angle, forces and him that's out. a freaking crack and goal. Like, <laughs> exactly. come on, he curls that thing in there. Exactly. Like that. it is what it is. Yeah, man. exactly. So yeah, he's had a boring life, but it's better that way. It's better yeah. that way. Oh, no, I like it. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with everything that's happening on the back line and with Allison. It's, and like, yeah. So as like as last month, you know, we did just spend time talking about him. But in my opinion, the less time we spent. And talking about the goalkeeper, the better, you know. 100%. So before we get had into- way too many long debates and conversations <laughs> over the last five years, ever since Pepe Reina left, yeah, right, oh. about goalkeepers and their shit. So before so. before we move forward the month, just I want to give a quick shout out to a guy that I think is having his moment. He's having his moment. He's he's moving up to the next level, and that's Genie Vinaldum. Yeah, I think I really think we're we're seeing it's been a revelation in that new role. Yeah, well, it's funny because Ronald Koeman was talking about him in his pre-match press conference before he went out and scored a goal and had an absolute world-class game against France. Um, he was it was kind of cheeky. I thought he was kind of giving a jab to Jurgen Klopp. He was like, "Yeah, you know, Genie Vinaldum, he's having a great moment right now. He's at a really big club, you know, where they're playing really important games and he's playing really well." Uh, for Liverpool, you know, he plays more of this six role. He's he's better as an attacking midfielder. But, you know, at Liverpool, he's, you know, playing this. I was like, you shut up, Ronald Koeman, you know. Uh, and you know what? We've seen him play that. And it's not that he wasn't. That's not that he was bad, but his form was very inconsistent. Yeah, up I, and down. I think it's just—I I think it just has to do with what Klopp wants him to do. Because with the Dutch national team, Ronald Koeman's like, "I want you to carry the ball forward, get involved in the attack," and he does it very well. Yeah, and I think it's just a case with Liverpool, like that he's not necessarily his first, you know priority is to go forward and create and attack it's more to be like an option in the midfield and then when he plays the six to be more defensively stout and, he's put in and some yeah. great tackles and the other thing about genie is in the big games he shows up like yeah, in the does. massive games he shows up sometimes yeah. in the other games he is like a six and a five and it's you know he gets pulled off and he but has in, he has days where he makes mistakes but you can never doubt his effort in all the big matches i'm thinking back now to like towards the end of last season when we needed him genie vinealdum showed up he scored the first goal against uh who was that middlesbrough when we had to get top four yeah the season before he comes on for oxley chamberlain 20 minutes in against roma at home and has an absolute world-class game and then yeah. he goes away and he scores the vital uh, yeah. The vital goal that got us through. Yeah, um, I'm thinking about the city game. He was immense. Yeah, um, yeah he's just he shows up in big games when he, when he's when we he need him. He had his little period away where things weren't going that great, and he's come back from it strong. And I always like that in a player. It's a little bit of a redemption kind of thing. So he's he's definitely proven himself. I just you know it's cliche to say, but for players. No one ever like comes out the womb other than like Lionel Messi, I guess maybe, and is like world class. Like, at first, they're, like, a prospect, and they do all right, and then eventually they have this moment, like, where you level up. And, like, there's these different level-up moments, and you can go as high as, like, world-class best player in the world, but there's these other levels. I just feel like Genie's, like, going up to his next level where he's, like, people will generally, because he's very key to the Netherlands setup, and I don't know if anyone knows this, but the, the Dutch team is properly back. 
They're yeah, playing no, they very, very well. Well, they Van have, Dyke will do that for you. Well, Van Dyke and Delight, at, or whatever, however you say his name, is it Delight? Delight? However you say <laughs> Call it. Call him Delight. Yeah, like right? He's, he's class. He was amazing against France. They're, they're, they're a proper center back pairing. Uh, they have Sillison in goal, who's the backup at Barcelona. Yep. yep. Um, their midfield with Jeannie Vinaldum is pretty set. Ryan Babel is like at the perfect age for this moment where he's yeah. 30 years old still only and he's scoring goals. <laughs> right? <laughs> Memphis Depay is doing pretty well. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a pretty class player. himself after uh, his United fallout. They have like this new, uh, what's his name? Uh, he plays for, uh, his name's Frankie, Frankie, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Haydock. No, no, no. <laughs> he's a midfielder. He's this youngster. He's coming up through. I think he's at Ajax or maybe he might be yeah. at Red. And he's he's class. Like the Dutch team is back and Genie is very key to that. And like Well, and Ajax is kind of back. Yeah. I think I think we're group. I think he's part of that next generation of world class Dutch midfielders. And yeah. like this is the beginnings, like laying the foundation of that argument. And by the end of the season, I feel like everyone will be like, actually, like he's not like a Clarence Sador EVF. He's got to do it for like another three, four, five years. But he's starting to like get into like the conversation of like your Edgar Davids, your like Clarence Seedorfs, as far as like Dutch midfielders who are who are class. Yeah, and he's obviously he's got to put in the work. But I think he's starting to hit those levels because it's all the all the evidence is there. He's been one of our most consistent best players so far the season. Yeah, he's a, always a seven. Yeah, and he's been <laughs> yeah he's been, yeah. more on that later uh, in a different episode. But. Yeah. uh yeah, no, so, like, because when we had Keita and Henderson out, we did kind of have a bit of an injury crisis, and the fact that... And Hendo. Yeah. And Milner for... Yeah, a little a bit, yeah. and bit, the fact yeah. that he was able to just resolutely be the like the most consistent midfield performer yeah. week in, week it's out. It's allowed Fabinho to have his little struggles that, while he beds in. It allowed us not to feel the injury of having, like, two midfielders in, yeah. out for a, a, a whole month, basically. It allowed us, like, it basically gave Lallana the freedom to come in and try. Yeah. That's yeah. about how you can sum it up. I mean, it hasn't been he's been our He's been our most outstanding midfield performer By to far. the state. Most yeah. important to yeah. keeping our current success on track. So, yeah, I mean, it's, that's it for the, the review of last month. And just let's, should we get into the... Oh, we got a big one. <laughs> it's coming. It's Christmas period, as always. Holidays. Just keep on giving. Oh, as always, <laughs> the the Christmas period. It's my favorite period, but it is. But it's also like, wait, again, we're playing again? Yeah. Today? Hey, listen, this is going to be a real test of my blogging abilities. Uh. <laughs> this, this is. I'm going to have to write like two or three <laughs> posts just to slide them in there, just to break it up. Because it is going to be a lot. I'm already thinking about, like, how, is there any way I can combine write-ups? We're going to have to decide where in this shit show are we going to podcast Yeah, again? exactly, right? <laughs> oh, so anyways, let's just write up through what – we're going from coming out of the international break and then right up through to what I think is a, a good point for us to reevaluate our season, and that's City Away on January 3rd. But up until that. We start out right out the gates, coming out the international break. We go away to Watford on the 24th. I do believe it's a 10 a.m. kickoff. I have looked up that one. So on the 24th, uh, which is what? That's a Saturday, correct? Yes. Saturday morning, 10 a.m., back at your pub, watching with us. Uh, After that, midweek, of course, away to PSG in the Champions League on the 28th. Brutal game. That's a 3 o'clock game. It's not an early kickoff. Then we have Everton at home four days later on the (laughs) 2nd of December. That's going to be a big one. Then three days later, we go down to Burnley in the league. Uh, three days after that, we go to Bournemouth. So look at that. Four out of the next five on the road. Yeah. 
That's gonna that's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be a lot of travel and it's just like a exhausting period. We do uh, now that you say that, like I hadn't even thought about it because after that, the second half is more home games than away games. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, after Bournemouth away on the eighth, the eleventh, three days later, Napoli at home in the Champions League. Then we have the scum four days later on the fifteenth. Actually, which... it's on the sixteenth. I put the wrong date. Oh okay, it's it on is. The 16th. It got moved to the Sunday. So oh okay yeah. okay. So we got moved to Sunday. So they get a little five day break. There. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so yeah, there's our little breathing room right there. <laughs> between Napoli and Manchester United. Then we go away to Wolves six days later on the 21st of December. Boxing Day at home, Newcastle, classic little Boxing Day matchup yeah, in that's the Premier League. One. I like that. Rafa. Rafa. Yeah, Rafa back home. Bring him back home. Yeah. Christmas. Hopefully he won't be out of the regular relegation zone by then. Hopefully he's in a good mood to give us three points for Christmas. Yeah. You know? Him and John Joe. And then three days later, we'll wrap up our season with Arsenal uh, on the 29th of, of December. And then, of course... Uh, what is that? It's five days after that, uh, Man City, City on, on the, the third. third, and that's away. And you know, yeah, that's that's the run. That's the run of games. <laughs> Thoughts going in. Everton, United, Arsenal, City, all in that mix while having two deciding Champions League games. Uh, thoughts? It's going to be stressful. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. But this is, I mean, this is for everyone involved in all the competitions that we care about. This is the key period right here. And, yeah. you know, by the time we get to that city, that city game will have a very, a much clearer picture of expectations. And and big, where the two of us, them included, like, have we separated ourselves? Because this is a key period where someone's going to stumble. Yeah. Well, between us and them and Chelsea... Someone is. We're not all going to make it through this stretch. No, no. There's no way. (laughs) There's just no way. There's just absolutely because I think they even play Chelsea. So obviously, drawing Bart like out of the question. Someone's got to lose there, probably, right? Yeah. No, we'll get to we'll get to January third, and we'll be like still three teams undefeated (laughs) in the Premier League. Everyone in the top five just draws each other. (laughs) Oh my god. No, but you mentioned it when we were running it down. I didn't even think about it, but four away games coming back out of the international break. That's Yeah, that's the key part of this run because then you do get in home matches, and people don't really think about it, but home matches, having a run of home matches means you don't have to go book hotels. You don't have to worry about flights out of town. You get to stay at the training ground, all this other stuff. And so like like your your very comfortable routine. And Wolves away, even in that run, is but like, you know, uh, I think it's like a 30-minute ride down south to get to Wolves from Liverpool. So that's not even a big trip. And the other away trip after that is City. So yeah, you got only an hour up the road. You got to go down south to the to Bournemouth on the coast and that. You got to go down to London for Watford. You got to fly over to Paris and stuff. So if we can get through those, and you know, different competitions, different priorities. Yeah. Um, think you you have to win every single one of those Premier League matches. There's no justification for not winning. They're yeah. not tough away games. I mean, yeah, okay, it's tough to go away to any team in the Premier League. But, but you've got to keep pace with City. Yeah, they're gonna win these kind of games. Yeah, we can't look. You know, revenge for what happened at the open the season last year away to Watford right off the bat. Right. Vengeful Klopp makes another appearance. Ooh, preview of the blog I'll be writing. Another appearance for Vengeful Vengeful Klopp. If you haven't been reading the blog, we have one. Go yes. read it. Yeah. And Vengeful Klopp. We ought to make like a little uh like a little caricature. Yeah. <laughs> Put Ven- his picture up. Just yeah. like the angry picture of him like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Vengeful Klopp is one of our reoccurring characters on the blog, so to speak. Um, but yeah, so come out and, and get you know Watford out of the way, win there. PSG, there's different theories on that. You know, I I am of the opinion that 
personally, I think you should prioritize those first two games out the gate as must wins. Because if you beat PSG, and as long You're as through. as long as Napoli does not lose to Red Star, you are qualified. For the Actually, we'd just be qualified. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. As long as Napoli does what they're supposed to do. If you beat PSG, it's over. We're in. Yeah. Because they can't catch you at that yeah. point. Head to head, all that other stuff. And we'll, yeah, there's one game left and we'll be four points up on them. So. We, now we got to research the size of this pitch. <laughs> 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 so yeah, in my opinion, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a load. It they should just have them train in Stanley Park with no out of bounds. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just endless pitch or whatever. Um so yeah, the, the, as far as the champions go, the scenarios for qualification: you either beat Napoli at home by two clear goals, yeah. you beat PSG away, either or, way you win, or you, between the two you go undefeated. Yeah, and like that might be a little tough, but if I think if yeah, I'm pretty sure you draw and you win. I think you got to get four points that yeah. way, and, and you're through. We control our. Destiny. I think we got to win one of them. You just got to win one of them. Yeah. That's the main, that's the main thing. I prefer to win PSG and then have the Napoli game kind of be like a just a funnel time at yeah, home and whatever. Like Not a lot of pressure, you know, work out the legs or whatever. Yeah. And you know, because if you can legitimately, like, you don't want you, know, you want to win the group or whatever. But if you can play a backup squad, yeah. in the middle of that run in yeah. a Champions well, League game, well, and winning the group doesn't necessarily get you anything. Yeah, true. Remember last year we finished second in that group. Who did we get? Porto. Yeah. Who did Sevilla get? Man United. United. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not an it's not a reward. Yeah, exactly. It's a punishment. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so like, because it's it is going to be about like where do you get the rotation in, and like where do you start? You know, obviously, we, it's good that we have people like Kata coming back and Henderson coming back, yeah. and so it really does become a question of like, okay, because you know, as much as managing is a because Klopp says it all the time about just the next game, we are only thinking about the next game. That's true in a sense. Like, it is, but you know, he got he's got eyes down the road on like. I got, I'm okay. We're going to have to play a different squad here. Yeah. There's just not enough time to turn them around. Yeah. So I, I yeah, okay. I'm, I'm looking world, at it but. and like you know, because legitimately, what we've seen from the first half of the season is there's no problem from the lads to play three games in a week to starting eleven basically nah. with little tweaks. So yeah, I think you got to come out the gate and you got to win those first three. Play your first eleven if it's a four-two-three-one and the PSG is a four-three-three. You can't be thinking about resting until you get through that Everton game because then you got. Burnley away and Bournemouth away, and you kind of got to be cheeky about it. You know, think about the type of game that Burnley's going to play. It's going to be long ball, Sam Dyche, you know, typical Burnley counterattacking football. They haven't been great. They have been struggling with the Europa League, you know, being mixed in there a little bit. Um, Which is funny to me to even consider them playing in Europe. Right? (laughs) So, like, when you start looking at it, you go, like, okay, if you get, you start, you do your rotation away to Burnley. You can get some, you know, like Lana's in there who can handle a Burnley. They're yeah, Premier League yeah. experienced. Well, we've we've talked about the importance of Adam Lana. Yeah. Uh, this period, you got to kind of hope he finds his legs. Yeah. And you know when he gets those breakaways. Yeah. How ridiculous was that breakaway? Yeah. It was. I was like, oh man, I'm pretty sure I could catch him right now. <laughs> Yeah, the pace has gone a little bit for yeah, him. Yeah. Um, I changed my Twitter name to Leggy Lalana. Yeah. That. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's very good. But yeah, I mean, Lalana's back, but Kata's coming back from injury. Knock on wood, every international break goes well. Henderson's coming back from injury. Knock on wood, the international break goes well. James Milner came back. Everyone's healthy in the midfield now, finally. So we have the depth there. You might be a little nervous about up front because, do, like, you know, Daniel Sturridge has come in and scored goals, but we look dead. Drastically different team yeah, uh, when yeah. he's leading the line. It's just this intensity is not there. Yeah. It can work in certain scenarios or whatever, but like we don't have as much depth up front. Back in the back four, we have depth like we do. 
Yeah. Maybe outside of left back, depending on your opinion on Alberto Moreno or whatever. But it doesn't look like Robbo's going anywhere. He's been he's been one of our consistent performers. In the Did you see how his conversation with Klopp? Yeah, that was great. yeah. He's <laughs> like, I love this guy. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't know, uh, I guess last year at some point Robbo was struggling with an injury, and yeah. like played through it. And when he'd done that, you know, Klopp had made a comment to him about being Braveheart, you know, because yeah. the Scotland tie, right? <laughs> so then fast forward to now, Andy Robbo gets the captaincy for Scotland. And he shoots off a text to Klopp because I guess the the PR person at Liverpool is like, have you told the gaffer? That's kind of the stuff that he likes to hear. He's like, okay. So he texts, you know, Jurgen Klopp, hey, I'm the Scottish captain. I want to thank you for, you know, everything you've done and your part in that. And then Klopp texted him back in all caps, (laughs) you are the real Scottish Braveheart now. With a dancing emoji. No, no, no. Then, uh, what was it? Robbo sent back the thumbs up emoji and he responded with the dancing. Oh, really? I, I was like, it, I would have laughed my ass if it was like the party parrot or something. I just like the idea of Jurgen Klopp in the dancing man pose. Like, you are the real Scottish Braveheart now, disco pose. Like, that just makes me laugh hysterically. I'm like, I just want to text with Klopp now just to see his emoji usage. <laughs> Oh, but anyways, back to the, <laughs> to the depth of everything. Uh, yeah, we have, we have real depth now, so like rotating isn't as much as a cringe as it was before. No, before it was like, oh, shit. So, you know, you're like, Solanke's going to come in. What's going to happen? Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because yeah. you know, what, Kata's going to come in. Yeah. Lalana's going to come back in, and I still think he can be. I mean, I, I think maybe we've evolved past him yeah. in terms of how we play. But he, you know... It, Every time I've doubted him in the past, he kind of does something to surprise me. So I'm hoping that he does the same again this holiday season. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I mean, yeah, it is. This is the key part of the season right here. This, this always is the key part of the season. Yeah, like, there's that stupid statistic about you know if you're top after Christmas, you you win the league unless it's 13, 14 season and you're Liverpool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, and like I like it. I like it that you know. We get through the run and it finishes. It doesn't finish because there's games after that. But, you know, as far as we're looking at it, up, you get to City away and you get to that point and are you three points down? Are you two points back? Are you two points ahead? Are you four points ahead? Like, are where you are level? you now? Right? And there's, I take level. And, like, you have that match there now, like, to make up lost ground if there is lost ground or to really open a gap up. Yeah. And it's kind of the same spot that we played them two years ago when we beat them 2-0 right yeah. at, on New Year's Day. Yep. It's kind of the same spot where we played them at home last season in that January window or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we were 18 points back. <laughs> I know, but like, you know, it's yeah. it's it, uh, we get them at this point and like now it's it could be at a point where the game really, really, really matters. Yeah, and yeah like, you either turn the screw or yeah. like, I mean, you know. The season's been weird because when you think you have a big game and then it's like a draw and nothing, yeah. and we're in the same position as when we started. Yeah. It. But I don't think by then, I think that game is going to be different. It will be way different because, you know, Pep Guardiola's arrogance, although it may be, have been thoroughly whooped on its behind in regards to playing Liverpool at Anfield, Man. he still possesses it in every other game and every other scenario. And anytime they're at the. Yeah, so he's uh, not going to be Etihad. afraid of Liverpool pressing at the Etihad. He said in his press conference, you can't play Liverpool with a pressing style at Anfield. Well, yeah, so maybe yeah. you can't even play them like that anytime, Pep. And we're going to find out if that's true or not. Yeah. And I actually, I, I want I, them to play their regular style. Yeah, exactly. It can, it can go both ways. We could get our asses kicked, but at the same time, it 
them not shutting the game down just opens it up for us. That that other game, I mean, he, they suffocated the yeah. life out of it. <clears throat> I texted yeah. you at halftime. I'm not. What are we watching? Like, yeah. Are either of these teams interested? Because <laughs> yeah, no, nobody was, was going to take a shot at yeah. the other. You know, yeah, it was exactly. Just like a chess match. It was. It, that's what it was. It was a chess match. But yeah, so it's yeah, it's key. There's no other way to put it. My confidence. I have great confidence. We're doing the things that we've never done. This. I, I was talking to my friend who became a Liverpool supporter uh, when Mario Balotelli came over, and he <laughs> stayed since. Um, strange reason. And I was just trying to tell him, I was like, you know, to be honest, like I've been watching Liverpool since the turn of the millennium, 2001, and this is the best Liverpool I've ever watched. And it's the strangest season because, you know, either like constant in my life, we either start fast and fuck it up in January or we start slow. And at the turn of the new year, we kick it up. Go on a 14 game unbeaten run. (laughs) So like, you know. And this is so far past just starting hot. Like, this is, like, you know, first half of the season, almost done. Like, you know. After this, it will be. Like, yeah, exactly. So we'll get to that point when we're halfway, and it's like, okay, we've only lost a match or whatever. Maybe we're still undefeated. And it's the best I've ever seen a Liverpool team do a half season to begin a season. And so is, you know, to start the second half of the season post-January with that City match, you know, is – Hey, what if this is the one we string it all together? You know, and in my in my time of support in the club, like we we've had some really good seasons. You know, oh eight oh nine, right? Well, what did that team lack? It was great defensively, but just Torres. It was and basically Gerard. just Torres and Gerard yeah. going forward. There wasn't a lot else to it. There was enough pieces that could plug in. You know, you know, Dirk Kout pop up with a goal, or yeah, Ryan Babel or Albert Riera would do something that would surprise you once yeah. in a while. But for the most part. It was mainly just Torres and Gerard, and then you have thirteen, fourteen, where we scored a billion goals no and we defense, gave up yeah. nine hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> because for a plus a hundred million goal, we difference. just had yeah, we just had no defense, and it was so bad in the back, and it was just shambolic. Yeah, and that's you know the they were both good seasons, yeah. but they had their weaknesses. And this year, yeah. I know that we're not scoring goals at the clip that everybody would like. But we're scoring enough goals to win games consistently, and we're so good in the back. And it's yeah. the most balanced team I have ever seen Liverpool put out. And I think it's the team with the best shot of winning the title. So far, any. knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, knock on wood. But of all the teams I've seen over the years, this one just feels the most complete. Yeah. So, yeah, confidence high? Very. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel good. I don't – like, when we go into that Man United game, I am confident we can run all over them. Yeah, I want, I've, I'm really looking forward to that moment. Obviously, players hopefully aren't. They're focusing on each and every match as they come. Yeah. But, yeah, that's like – like because that, that's like halfway in the run, basically. Yeah. Those are like two really key games. Napoli I think uh, and, if you get the Champions League tied up against PSG – Everybody's brains will kind of fast forward to United, but you've got all this other business to check off first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I hope everybody just stays focused. Yeah. But we are beating, like you said earlier, we are beating those teams that we're supposed to beat. So I'm very, I'm super confident. I feel good about the team this year and where they're at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll, you know, people jumping back in. Henderson, I think, has been missed a little bit. I think Kata now gets to come back without expectations, all yeah. on top of them. Yeah. I think everyone's gotten over the honeymoon phase, and they're like, actually, in reality, this is a player in his first six months of a new league, a new team. Yeah, and like, and for him, maybe he just needed a little spell on the side to just watch, get his body right. Yeah, you know, everyone's still kind of because the hype of the team hasn't died. Yeah, he's learning the Scouse. Apparently, he gave an interview about how uh, I don't know the Scouse accent's hard, but I do know that boss means good. (laughs) It's like okay, that's that's all you need to know, Nabby. That's it. But uh, no, yeah, I think. 
because like the teams just continue to play very very well. So like for these players coming back, there isn't huge pressure and there isn't a lot of expectations or like hoopla about them coming back. So they can kind of like you know sneak into the team and like surprise everyone with how well they play, rather than this expectation that when they come back they'll immediately be contributing because we need them to, yada yada. And it's, just, it's a wonderful vibe around the around this you know festive time that we're yeah. barreling towards. Um, but yeah. Halfway through the run, the Man United game, that'll be a point of, you know, evaluation of where Everybody we're at. Everybody needs to come out for that one. Yeah, exactly. You got to be at the pub for that one. If you're in town, yeah, be at one of the pubs. Yeah, exactly. Just come it's out. It's always a good game anyways. Plus, you know, we, the, the, the more people, the better. Yeah. You know? That's a United game. It needs to be proper tense. One of my there. one of my favorite memories, LFC Tampa Bay-wise, was United when we beat them 4-1. At and we were at McDitton's because it that was, was the day. It was properly packed. Oh yeah, and all that. Like Mark jumped on the stage and slammed a chair down. Yes, and I remember the leg broke off and <laughs> yes. flew across the bar. And I just remember like there's this uh, Manchester United fan bartender there, and he's pouring somebody a drink, and the leg just goes whoosh, right in front of his face, <laughs> and he was living. He's like Mark, Mark, and Mark's just over there like. Just <laughs> doesn't give a shit. It was hilarious. I was yeah. dying. Andrea Docena. Yeah, we were talking shit. so much shit that day. Just <laughs> flipping out. Oh yeah. So you know, that's that's what's ahead for us. Yeah. And and so come out to the pubs. For yeah, the, it's a good run. You're gonna want to be there all through this one. I know the, the holidays are in there, but come top. On. To, you know, wor- the worst case scenario is uh, Liverpool loses, and you only have to wait two days for exactly another just... chance to get your hopes up and exactly. feel better. You know, so like, that's the best part. I mean, maybe that's why I'm usually and we are due for like a solid run because when you really look at the results, like everybody's pointing to it, like what. Uh, in, between the Champions League and the League Cups and like losses, like our last ten games, like we have like five losses or some bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's not. It it's hasn't like games been you, felt. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, games you can lose, like, yeah. and they don't really, really matter at the end of the day. Yeah. So you don't think about them as losses, and then when someone points out, like, well, actually, do you know that in the last eight games, Liverpool have lost three of their matches, like, and you're like, really? Or they're winless? Yeah, in like six. No, because coming out of the international break, we had drawn, drawn. Like going backwards, lost to Chelsea yeah. and like won, and everyone was like, "Oh, in their last four games, they've only won one match." Yeah, and it's like, "Whoa, like, shut up!" Give it some context. <laughs> we drew away to Chelsea and drew the you know already crowned champions at, yeah. at home, nil nil, and lost a League Cup match. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. So, yeah. Right? You know, like this time, you lost a Champions League. But yet game. to that point, we haven't hit full form yet, and we haven't had gone like a crazy run, like like seven, eight. You know, Arsenal won ten games in a row through yeah. all competitions. We're like, due we for one of those. Yeah, right. And we're and we're due to smash someone. I don't know who it is. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm gonna keep predicting that we're gonna thrash people. And the because the one <laughs> time I didn't, the one time I didn't do it was a red star. I was like, I have some reservations about this game. And look what happened. <laughs> it was my fault. It was I got, your I got fault. every time we're gonna, thrash him. we're gonna thrash him. We're gonna thrash him. We're gonna thrash him. We're gonna smash him. Five nil, six nil, five nil, and then what happened? <laughs> and I'll just say, I told you guys. <laughs> Oh, so you uh, want to throw anything else into the preview for next for the next run, or 
You think, uh, that's, think that's about it? No. Uh, you know, the other reason to come to the United game is to drink off your Christmas party hangover. Yeah, that's true. There you go. <laughs> Which there's a very good chance there yeah, will be. Day after the Christmas party, so just keep the, the festivities rolling. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's, should we get into the questions that we haven't we we have sequestered into other parts of the show? <laughs> there's yeah. a cue in there. Did yeah. you catch it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've been thinking about that for about 15 minutes. So. <laughs> like, so That's cool. good. That's good. Now I need some time. Uh, all right. So we'll start with Robert Taylor's questions. Uh, uh, pundits keep saying they're waiting for LSC to get into full form slash gear. Is there another gear available or are we seeing the after effects of a deep Champions League run and World Cup? Um, there is another level. Uh, absolutely. You know, we can be a lot better going forward. Um, Defensively-wise, is there another level? Probably not. No. You're probably seeing about as good as you're going to get at the back and probably about as good as you can expect. I mean, we're getting clean sheets, like, left and right in the league and stuff like that. So, like, what more do you really want Um, other than, like, never conceding, which is an impossibility? But going forward, definitely. Roberto Firmino hasn't been at his, you know, 100% best. Sala isn't finishing at the at the same proficiency he was when he hit top form last year. Sadio Mane started off really well. He's kind of just bubbling below the surface right now. There's a le- we're, there, it's going to happen. It's not uh, this isn't like a Liverpool, like Liverpool's past where like we had a moment where we looked amazing, but it was kind of all built on like you know maybe one or two players and they left and it all falls yeah. apart. This is a, a, there's a foundation there. Right. There's a there's an understanding of each other. There's the world class players are there. This, these aren't average players that have been playing above their ability. These are guys coming into their own. Mm-hmm. So it'll we'll we'll click. I'm gonna go a slightly different route and say that like this whole idea of clicking and everything it will happen, but. I don't think it's another level. I just think it's a more efficient version. Like, it's not going to look a lot different. Yeah. It's just, if you look at the way we're playing right now, there's moments where, you know, you get into the final third, we have a nice play through the midfield, and then that final ball just isn't there. Yeah. That runs just a little bit off. It's a little bit late. The shot goes high and wide. The shot goes yeah. just high and wide. Yeah. And that's where we're, we're just not firing on all cylinders there, but I wouldn't say it's another level. I think it's just going to be... Kind of more of the same, but more efficient. Yeah. The finishing will come. That run will be on time. That ball will have the right weight. All that kind of stuff is going to actually start to come together. So I, I'm not sure it's another level as much as it is just finally finding that last little piece of yeah. what people refer to as clicking. But I think it's in like also like you know, in the same light, we are at a, like a really high level already. We are. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure yeah. that there is another gear in terms of. Like, how much better do you want it to be? I, people, we're winning people, games when we're yeah. not... People want the goals, though. Like, they right? Do. They want they the want sexy them. highlights. And like, and we that, haven't provided that this In year. that regard, we haven't been hitting the same levels that we were. But, yeah, in regards to like getting the job done, we're at the highest level we've ever been at under Klopp. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, outliers like Red Star aside or whatever, you know. You know and you got to look at, it like, well, if Mo doesn't miss that, if, if Sturridge gets his leg over that one, yeah. you know, like little things like that. They just haven't gone our way yet, but once they do, we're yeah. we're going to be winning these games like we expected. Yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, you're right. It's just like the last, like, just finding that form in the final third. That's like you know, midfield and back, pretty much at the highest level. Probably it could be, It'd yeah. be as close as possible. And I would argue too. You know, you got to remember, like, everyone is afraid of our front three, and yeah. they're playing to that, play our front three. Yeah. That's the, everybody lines up against them now. Yeah. So it's just uh, I think there's a adjustment period with that and just getting them to where they're 
where they were last January, which is the pff, Salah couldn't miss. Yeah. Mane was running around like a madman. Yeah, yeah. You know, scoring goals with both feet. Bobby's yeah. just popping up with one. Yeah, so. I'd rather be at this point undefeated than the alternative where like we're scoring a hundred goals, but we've dropped a couple more points probably yeah. here and there or whatever. And it's been exciting, but also excruciating. Also, I don't buy into the Champions League or World Cup having huge effects at this point in the season. No, I think, I think we're, that's we're past, past that. Yeah. Jurgen Klopp gave all those players breaks in, yeah. in regards. He, man- he, yeah. he mandated that Hendo didn't come back. He told him, "You're not allowed back yeah. yet." You know, same thing with Trent. Same thing with a lot of the guys that he just made sure that they got there yeah. a little bit of time off. Yeah, the so good was, thing is, is yeah, like we're we're past it, and yeah. now we have a, like a three month run before the next international break in March. So we're just gonna be playing club football for quite a little bit, and that's good. Yeah, no need with to that. break up the vibe or whatever. Next question on the list uh, from Tom Tom Eldon. Uh, next Liverpool player currently without a goal to score. Mm, this is a tough one for me. Because I'm, I'm thinking of Van Dyke and I'm thinking of Trent. Yeah. And I'm going to go with Trent. I'm dying for him to bury one of these free kicks. Yeah, man. right. Well, he hasn't been yeah. taking them because he hasn't Shaqiri. been taking them. Or Van Dyke even took yeah. one. Which actually, I would love to see Van Dyke take more free kicks. He so really does need he to He was get good over at Celtic. Him. There's a lot of highlights oh, of him yeah. Yeah. taking free kicks at Celtic and burying I'm, them. I'm game. Get Van Dyke in there to take a free kick. But I think Trent nicks one first. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I got to keep riding the Van Dyke train. I've been at the pub preaching that he's going to score eventually. Every single too, corner kick, I'm going Van Dyke, <laughs> and he's missing barely, or like you know. And he's got that damn song now where yeah. we talk about watch him defend. We watch him score. Yeah, I haven't watched him score that much. Yeah, but just, I am ready to watch him score. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm waiting for him to score so I can sing this song. I know. But yeah, so I, I'm going Van Dyke. I think Van Dyke's the next one to score. The uh, the cheeky, if I had to pick a second one, would be Nabi Keita coming yeah, back that in would this be run. Great. He's due a goal. Yeah, a he little, is due a goal. He, that, would, that would help him settle in a little bit. All right. Next question from Casey. Oh, we already did that one. No, there's she had oh, another no, she question. Had two yeah. questions Which player right. off the bench will ultimately have the biggest impact on our ambitions? Well, I would have to say right now, Keita. Yeah. Because he is coming off the bench at the moment. I, I don't foresee that changing that much in the immediate future. So I'm going to go with Keita because... He did come in under this label of he was going to make a big impact. He does offer something different to everybody else. But there is an argument for somebody else that I won't talk about. I'm not going to acknowledge it. <laughs> I'm not going to acknowledge it until it happens. But I'm going to go with Kato. Okay, okay. Who's that? Who's the mystery player I don't get to know? I was, I mean, the obvious Bar one. Barmats. That's, <laughs> that's his nickname. That's now. what I was going for. The obvious one to say would be like Daniel Sturridge providing yeah. the goals, scoring the goals. We'll have he to see. He could be a total X factor off the bench all season. Yeah. I think that's his best role. Yeah, so I agree with that. And maybe, like, you know, he'll have starts here and there when we need to give players a little bit of a break. But um, yeah, it, it's probably Sturridge with the goals. I do agree with Kata. But it, it, the, the thing about this question that's like the caveat for me is like, do we really have like solid just bench players? No, the, like, all these guys are starting 11 quality. Yeah, right? And like so. every other week you could have, you know, Milner on the bench. And I'd be like, well, Milner's our key player coming <laughs> off the bench. Right. Or Henderson's on the bench this week. And hey, he could, could you know, or like, hey, Kata's now on the bench. Or Fabinho's Man. on the bench. Or, you know, like. It changes so fluidly. So I think our two, like, like legitimate, like, clearly bench players are like Adam Alana and Daniel Sturridge. And so between the two, I'm going to take Daniel Sturridge and hope that you have to drink. I'm really upset at the lads. <laughs> I had this feeling that we were going to thrash Red Star away. If he had scored that early goal, he could have gotten like four or five and like swept it all up by like, you know, the middle of October. Like, I got nine goals, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. So at yeah. least Tom didn't give us another fuck, Mary kill. Yeah, you know? that's true. You're, <laughs> right. You're right. All right. So the last or the last question before our, our grand finale question that I see down here and tying in with with the off the bench thing is: Do you see from Emmanuel? Do you see Daniel Sturridge returning to his days as a starter like he was when Suarez was around? No. Yeah. No, I just his best role is coming off the bench. Seventy minutes in. You need a goal. He can get a shot off that nobody else can get off. And, you know, he pops up outside the box, bangs one in from 20 yards, just yeah. like he did against Chelsea. <clears throat> That's his role now. Uh, when we start him, we just don't look the same. Yeah. We don't have the same level of intensity. He can't lead the line. Yeah. Yeah, I don't his, see it. His legs are gone. He's yeah. he's no longer in a system that's built for him um, that accentuates his best qualities, and he's not a priority starter. Right. He's a luxury player. In- well, and and let's be real. He did. He scored twenty five goals that one season. Yeah. But it was just one season. Yeah, exactly. It's not as if he's yeah. done that on the regular. He's always created a lot of chances, but it's yeah. It'd be interesting to know what would have been of Daniel Sturridge's career if he wasn't ran into the ground by England right after that thirteen fourteen season. Like, or right, that, like if we weren't so dependent on him. Yeah. You know and we mean? actually pr- replaced Suarez properly or whatever. Because that season, that, that that next season, it was like we were pinning so much on him. Yeah, I mean, it was the reason why Sterling left, because he became the key guy and he couldn't handle it. He wanted to go become a role player somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't see it happening. So the, the last question, the, the creme de la creme question. I, I'm, I'm like, I don't even know what to say about this one. From Matt Hilson, <laughs> Matty boy, Matty H. Matty H asks, Aqualani, Enrique, Monquillo, Shakiri plus a few McHughes and McQueens in the 1800s, are the only players to play for Liverpool with a Q anywhere in their name. Don't know where he found that fact out. <laughs> Good searching. Rarest, it's the rarest letter of all, according to Matt. What current world player with a Q somewhere in his name should we add to our current squad? So, Matt, because your question is ridiculous, did you get the link I sent you, Dave? Oh, wait, no. I think I sent you a link. If not, I'm going to copy you real quick. I went and found a website where I can search players with Qs in their name. Because <laughs> that's a very specific, you know, you can't just go on, like, uh, who scored or all, any of those other stat sites yeah. and just type Q and press enter. It comes back like, what the fuck are you asking? <laughs> why are you just putting the letter Q? It's like, you mean K? So here's why we've been dropping uh, little Q hints throughout. So we have to pick players with Qs in their name and which one we want. Here's some big ones right off the bat. I just sent you the link. Okay. Sergio. Busquets. Okay. That's... Gerard Piquet. Okay. Marquinhos at PSG. Lucas Vasquez at Real Madrid. Okay. Ezekiel Garay. Now we're getting to the more obscure players. Ezekiel Garay plays for Valencia's center back. He was supposed to be like the second coming of Argentinian center backs, and then he just never panned out. Um, uh... Quincy Promes was someone that we had yeah, talked about as yeah. signing a little while back. I mean, you get down here, Quintero, we yeah. saw at Ray J a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, I was actually just going to say I, that might be my choice. That, that, wow, you've just read my mind. Because when I saw the <laughs> list, I was like, you know, we don't really need a Sergio Busquets. We have Fabinho. Like, he's supposed to be, like, the next generation of that type of player. Uh, Gerard Piquet, I don't want him over Joe Gomez. I don't want him over Van Dyke. Marquinhos yeah. is a liability as well. I wouldn't want him over our center back pairing. Fuck anyone from Real Madrid, really. So, Luis Vasquez, get out of here. Haven't um, we been linked with that Lucas Paqueta? Yeah, we have a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the one that it actually ends up being. Yeah, right. <laughs> if we actually sign, but yeah, my mine would be Quintero, just because I saw him for Colombia, and, and I thought he was really very good. good. Yeah, yeah he's so, only twenty five. But he's yeah, got there's a nice run those are like the big ones up there that like with cues in their name. I didn't bother to go past the first page, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> uh, if I go to the second page, oh, Ricardo Caresma, Ezekiel Lavetsi. 
Oh, the the s- Swedish striker. Charisma, uh, age 49. What was his name? Gra- Gronquist from Sweden? <laughs> with the Q in the middle there? But yeah, it's it's Quintero for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with Quintero as well. 25 wow. years old. We didn't even talk about this beforehand, him. and we no. came to a consensus. <laughs> as soon as I saw the name, that's I was like, brilliant. oh, yeah, that kid's solid. So, yeah, that's that's it for round three. Can least. I just say the name I like best on this list is Eloquim Mangala. Oh, he's the center back from uh, Man City who <laughs> yeah. went to Everton on loan. Yeah. <laughs> Eloquim, that's a great name. Yeah, hey, put that in your baby books, folks. <laughs> Q's a rare letter, okay? You need to incorporate it into your naming uh, your naming practices. Get the, <laughs> get the Q's out there. We get more Q players. Uh, I didn't know that we only had four players that played for Liverpool. Well, I was like, Shakiri's one of them? Yeah. <laughs> say, it was a good question, Matt. It was very well obscure. Done. I like yeah. it. That, when you, you know it's a good question when we have to straight up go Google. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do the research last night because I was because I was sitting there and I was like, I can only think of Quincy Promise with a Q in his name. I can't. Think well, of I hadn't Q. even seen this question until I got here, and you're like, "Did you see that question?" I was like, "No shit, that's random." Oh. <laughs> but yeah, we we dropped all the Q names I think that are worth mentioning. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Quintero, just get a nice little you know Hispanic guy running down the wing out there. Yeah, we need a new new type of South American. We've got our Brazilian contingent. Yeah. He's Stay. actually kind of like a compliment to Shakiri. Yeah. Short, stout. Yeah. You know, quick little legs. <laughs> we got one that's European, one that's South American. It's perfect. Boom. Boom. Yeah, Shakiri can groom in. Put there him on go. the list. He's a summer target now. Yeah, there we go. All right, so <laughs> We're that's, starting the rumors. It's episode three. All right, it's in the back. Tampa Bay Cop Talk. We have some other episodes planned for you. Uh, we're going to do the loan, loany update that you guys seem to like. No, um, of course. And then we also have uh, a little special. A special. A little special team builder uh, that we came up with this little game that we're going to do <laughs> and build some teams uh, using Liverpool players since 2005. Yeah, the um, team builder edition one. Yeah, exactly. We're going to come up with different scenarios to work some players in and build some squads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for episode three. Come out to the pubs. Yeah, we'll see you uh, next Saturday, hopefully. 24th. 24th. Watford, 10 a.m., be there or be square, as they say. Got that um, big run coming in. And keep an eye on your emails for a newsletter about the, the holiday party with all the details. We'll get you more about that. But December 15th, free yourselves up, 1 to 4 p.m. It's going to be a really good time out of 81 Bay Brewing. And, yeah, so that's it. I'm Jordan. I'm David. Until next time, up the Reds. Come on, you Reds. <laughs> <laughs>